From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And here we go. It's seven minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. This opening segment may surprise you, but if you've been listening to the new ownership, the new leadership of CNN, I mean, they have said from the uh, beginning they want to change the course of the partisan news that had been just infecting what was once a legitimate news company division. They say they're committed to honest news reporting, and I'm a big believer in look at what they're doing and then be honest about it in the assessment. Just let me share with you in their words. The summer of 2022 is a season of deepening and widespread discontent, according to a new CNN poll. This is CNN. The survey finds the public's outlook on the state of the country the worst it's been since 2009, while its view on the economy is the worst since 2011. And nearly seven in 10 people say that President Joe Biden hasn't paid enough attention to the nation's most pressing problems. Biden's approval rating in the poll, ready, stands at 38 percent with 62 percent disapproving. His approval ratings for handling the economy, 30 percent. Inflation handling, 25 percent. I mean, it is just unbelievable. While the Democrats continue to focus on their crazy, radical agenda, 75% of Americans are calling for inflation and the cost of living as the most important problems facing them and their families. To give you an idea, exactly one year ago, This number that is now 75% stood at 43%. With the midterm elections approaching, the CNN poll finds no indication that Biden's standing with the public is improving. And among some critical constituencies, it is worsening. Among Democrats, for example, Biden's approval numbers have softened by 13 points since the spring. 86% approval in late April, 73% approval now. While his numbers among independents and Republicans have held about even, Biden's approval rating among Democrats for handling the economy is also on the decline. But keep in mind, 62%. How dishonest could you be? 62% of Democrats approve of Biden's handling of the economy. Let me give you an example. I don't watch much of him, but he was on for a few minutes. Then I switched over to the 
Major League Baseball home run, I guess it's called home run derby, right? Jesse Waters had his guy on the street. I don't know what his name is. But he's asking people in Delaware about Joe Biden. And this one woman said how much she supports him because he's increased the price of gasoline. This is the level, when I say cognitive dissonance, I'm not joking. This smiling woman was overjoyed that gas is four, five, six, seven, wherever it is, wherever you are, a gallon. And I think my favorite thing that's happened so far this week, I, I, and this might be tough to top all week long. When gas prices went up, the whole Biden team circled the wagons and insisted that the president has nothing to do whatsoever with the price of a gallon of gasoline. Now, of course, that's a bald-faced lie, but that was their position. Now that gas is down about 50 cents per gallon in the past month, Biden is actually bragging and his team bragging about gasoline prices being down because of the great results by Biden. So wouldn't you love, come on, join with me. Wouldn't you love to live your life this way? Anything that you do that's wrong, it's not wrong. You just say it's not, you don't have anything to do with it. Well, it's your direct responsibility. No, I have nothing to do with that. And you cannot attach that to me. But then if it turns around a bit, you take credit for the improvement. So he doesn't acknowledge that he created the problem. But he does remember to remember to tell us that he's getting great results. And they're like, and if we keep this up, we'll be under $4 a gallon by the end of the summer. They're, they're out of their minds. They're bragging about that. Uh, excuse me. It was a little over $2 less than a year and a half ago. You're going to brag about raising it to five and beyond and then getting it down to four. And you're going to brag about that. <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? I think it's hilarious. It's my favorite thing that's happened this week. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Wow, this is not good. This is the CNN poll again. Among people of color, I didn't see this until just now, 45% approve of Biden's overall performance, down from 54% in the spring. He, he's just got nothing going on. Nine-point decline. Let me go back. Six-point decline among African-American adults. Nine-point decline among Hispanic adults. Biden's approval ratings for handling the economy and inflation now break negative among black adults who have been among the president's strongest backers. 
So now he's upside down there. Do you know, uh, and substantially so, do you know that there is only one state in the entire country, and it's only by a plurality, not by a majority. He's not at beyond 50%. It's like 47 to 46 or something very, very close. Joe Biden is upside down in every single state in America, with the exception of Hawaii. And that's just an incredibly crazy Democrat state. I have no idea why, but it is. I tell you, and I love this guy, uh, Gavin Newsom, destroyed California, and now he's running ads in Florida. Now, keep in mind, his residents are fleeing California to go to Florida, South Carolina, other states, fleeing, running. Do not pass go. Do not collect 200 hours just flying out of the state. But he's running commercials. And you know what it is. He's running for president, this absolute failure. But running ads in Florida, urging people to move to California, where they already moved from California to Florida. (laughs) It's good, isn't it? But they're going to package this guy. I heard somebody say, look at his teeth. First of all, I can't stand his voice. He is, he is very hard on the ears. But the media packaging him like he is absolute presidential stud muffin. We'll be back. You can't make this stuff up. Don't try. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you. South Jersey's number one talk station. All right, if I know what's going on next, it should be Tommy Laren with our Fox News commentary. Fox News commentary. San Diego Unified School District is reinstating its mask mandate for students and staff. Will they ever allow us to return to the old normal? I'm Tommy Laren. More next. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's heroes. These heroes need your help. That's Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families with young children, our nation's most catastrophically injured first responders and veterans, and even our homeless service members. Help these heroes now. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. California liberals love masks and mask mandates. The decorative cloth variety is next to useless, but that didn't stop San Diego Unified School District from reinstating its indoor mask mandate for students and staff until at least the end of summer school. COVID has reached the CDC's high transmission level, which prompted this remasking. Still, young, healthy people are at the lowest risk for COVID, so why force them to mask up yet again? Furthermore, at this point, and for most people, COVID is little more than a glorified cold. Are we really going to have certain bureaucrats elected and unelected holding mask mandates over our head for the rest of time? It's time to move on. If you want to wear a mask, fine, but don't force school children to hide behind a face diaper strapped ear to ear. Leave the kids be. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at Fox News Commentary. 
healthy life. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. 21 minutes past the hour. So the reason I bring up the CNN poll, I mean, they've never done Republicans any favors. Two levels. One, perhaps they're changing and they actually want to be in the news business and not in the Democrat propaganda business. Secondly, the next time you hear the Democrat media telling you that, oh, my gosh, this could be really a surprise. Uh, we don't understand why, but Democrats, you know, might might win everything. The, the next time they try to hunt and sell that garbage, you know the truth. Let me give you some more numbers. Only 18 percent, one eight, 18 percent of Americans Describe the nation's economy as good. 82% say the economy is bad. So keep in mind, that's what I'm saying about these sickos in the Democrat Party, 60-some percent that, that love what Joe Biden's doing with the economy. But yet they're part of the 82% that say that the American economy is not good. You get what I'm saying? How do you like what someone's doing, but you say it's bad? Like the lady that said, oh, yeah, I really think he's doing a great job. He raised the price of gas. Oh, really? You're easy to please. Why don't we make your gasoline $10 a gallon? And we'll say that's from Joe. You'll love them twice as much then. I mean, these numbers are terrible. This is why I said the other day, I can't remember it was here or when I was working nationally for Fox News Radio. But I made a comment that it doesn't matter if we get negative numbers reported regarding the second quarter. The American people know we're in a recession Anyhow, and according to this poll, 64% of the American people believe the economy is currently in a recession. Do you realize that's higher than the American people said just ahead of the Great Recession? Only 46% felt that way in two, and that's a big number, but relatively speaking, comparatively speaking, that was October of 2007. How about that? Of course, 56% of Democrats say we are 63% of independents and 76% of Republicans. When they were asked to name the biggest economic problem that they are facing as a family today... 75% called out the issue involving the cost of living or inflation. So that's, that's very big because that, that's where the American people actually are. Uh, but by the way, another just stunning number, Biden has a 39% approval rating with immigration. Who are you 39 percentile? And what what disorder do you suffer from? 
How, now, that's a terrible number. Way, way, way underwater. But how could 39% of the American people approve of what Biden has done with immigration, with the border, and all of that? Come on. All right, I'm going to do a um, sort of a soft story. And then when we come back from the break, AOC, can you say with me self-absorbed, self-indulgent, tone deaf? I'll explain what she's up to because it's really, it's really kooky stuff. But let me, uh, right before the bottom of the hour break, share with you, and I don't even know why, uh, because I don't remember watching all that much of her back, maybe what, the 80s would have been her absolute biggest time of her career. Donna Mills, who I have to say is probably one of the most beautiful 81-year-old women you'll ever see. She says, I'm not done yet. She's coming back. She's making a comeback. I don't think she's in any trouble with money or anything. What is Donna Mills' net worth? Here's what I found from CelebrityNetWorth.com. Donna Mills' net worth. Donna Mills is an American actress who has a net worth of $9 million. Okay. She's worth nine mil. So that's no problem. That's good money. That's plenty of money to to make it. Now, she did leave the business for 18 years to raise her daughter. She became a mom at 54. She adopted a daughter. Quote, I didn't want to work when she was little to be out of town for two months at a time Once she was in school, I didn't want to take her out of school. I wanted to be a mom and loved every minute of it. When she went off to college, I was like, okay, what do I do now? I love interior design. And then she thought, shoot, I'll have to go to college to train for that. And then General Hospital called. She became uh, Madeline Reeves on General Hospital. Back in 2014, she won the Daytime Emmy Award for the role in 2018. She's done some independent projects before the pandemic. And she's enlisted her old manager, Larry Thompson, who she worked with at the height of her fame in the 1980s. Quote, the reason I rehired Larry was because I wanted to bring an awareness of me back as an actor who was working again. I don't want to stop. Not at all. I seriously love acting. I love creating a character and creating a role. Now I'm trying to get back to a network level, whatever network TV means these days. There are a lot of opportunities for women of my age. As Larry says, we have to get you back into the conversation. That's what we're attempting to do now. So people think about me when they're casting Mills, quote, is fine, leaning into her age. I hate that expression. But 81-year-olds can still be glamorous. The Play Misty for Me star says that she and Larry had a disagreement about what kind of photos to provide the outlet for the feature interview. 
So she did a recent interview. He wanted pictures that show me looking older with short hair, not glamorous, just real. But I have just done a couple of photo sessions recently that were spectacularly glamorous. So she wants to go glam. Mills admits she thinks about aging, quote, all the time. Quote, I go, this can't be right. Maybe they forged my birth certificate or something. I don't feel old. She says, laughing at how it, quote, sucks, thinking about mortality. I want to stay. I don't want to go. I don't want to be living in the past. I am living in the present and looking to the future. Quote, my career has given me more fulfillment than I could ever have imagined. So I learned this this morning about three hours ago. Donna Mills wants to come back. She's not done yet. And America, I think America loves comebacks. Uh, And you see this channel, if you've ever, I I say you see it like like I know you've seen it. If you've ever seen this channel, MeTV, all these old shows, people love them. I love the old shows. I don't have a lot of time to watch them. But I love knowing that they're out there, and I catch an occasional one here and there. I I just have, I DVR, almost everything I watch has already happened. Even the World Track Championships. I taped two hours of that the day before yesterday, and I watched about maybe half of it yesterday. Very few things I actually see live baseball game yes uh i can't think of too many others because i like to be able to speed through commercials and just take the least amount of time if you're watching it in real time you it takes an hour if you watch a dvr a recorded program it takes like 42 minutes or something 45 minutes tops brief time out We'll be back. Don't go away. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Kirk Conover at 7. Chuck Malamud at 8. Dr. Newkirk at 9. A special early in the morning shout out coming up at 10 o'clock this morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. It's 32 minutes past the hour. I'm Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I had so much fun writing this. Thank you, Glenn Lilly, for the opportunity to meet Chuck Wepner years ago. He's the inspiration for Rocky Balboa, literally, and New Jersey's Bayonne bleeder. Chuck Wepner is um, the reason I wrote this article this morning. The Atlantic City Board of Education policy appears to support Wayne Nelson to be the next From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Heat wave day two will stay away from, quote, dangerous conditions today, especially with less humidity in the air. But you know the drill. Dress for the heat, stay extra hydrated, and take frequent breaks in air conditioning. 
if possible. Today's high averaging 91 across South Jersey. It'll be mostly sunny, hot and breezy. Clear and muggy tonight, low 74. Mostly sunny, hot and dry tomorrow, high 93. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Is your job... WPG Talk Radio 95.5 South Jersey's talk station. Markley, Van Camp and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thanks. Welcome back. 37 minutes past the hour. So I said I would comment on AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She laments, quote, the insane cost of being a congresswoman. (laughs) Now, keep in mind, and believe me, I'm not putting down the great profession of bartending. Uh, It's very, very deep in in ways beyond what you would think in my old career and just my own life experience. uh, Very familiar with the uh, everything from being a psychologist to just very, very many things that go into it if you're a good bartender. So I'm not putting down bartending. But she went from bartender to making $174,000 a year as one of 435 people in the people's house. And all she does is complain. I would love to see how she utilizes her expense account. Guarantee you she is abusive with it. I just sight unseen. Quote, listen to this. Listen to this self-absorbed self-indulgent, tone-deaf jackass. Quote, it's insane, it's, it's, let me say it in English. Quote, it's insanely expensive. There is no stipend or per diem for it, and you're not allowed to write it off, even though your job forces you to have it. This creates real class dynamics in the house. She wrote in a post on her Instagram account, quote, Many sleep in their offices, but if you are caught, it could get bad for many reasons, including violations. And let me explain why. Because, see, she's so dishonest. The Democrats, because they knew they wanted to hurt people, and they don't care if they hurt their own. There were some Republicans that were living in their offices. And so they made that illegal. So they made it that you are required to occupy one residence in Washington, D.C., as well as one residence in the state that you are representing. Listen to this. Quote, this leads to class dynamics. According to AOC causes economic strains for those who struggle to afford two residences. Members of Congress make an annual salary of $174,000 as of this year. Leadership gets a little bit more than that. Now, it's true. This amount was set in 2009. Congressional salaries historically had been automatically increased every year in response to cost of living increases 
but Congress has voted annually since 2010 not to accept the increases because there have been tough times. And it looks bad. You have to lead by example, right? Despite the higher than average salary, Ocasio-Cortez argues the requirement to occupy two residences makes things costly for those with working class backgrounds. And it can distract from legislating and campaigning if members choose to rent rather than buy. I rent in both cities. It's so, so much. We have to find a new apartment in New York City soon, and I'm stressed. Rent is wild, and the idea of apartment searching and moving while legislating and campaigning is yikes. Isn't she something? Isn't she something? That is somebody that I kid you not, very similar to Barack Obama. If somebody's at a funeral, she'll make it, you know, she'll make it about them. Which Obama used to love to do. He would speak at funerals and talk about his favorite topic himself. Not about the person who died. What did he have? Two autobiographies at a very early age, having accomplished nothing. Two autobiographies. Dreams of my father, and I forget the other one. Dreams of my father, how you could ever get elected after writing things that he wrote. Just, it just didn't matter. Just like it, it didn't matter in 2020. Oh, this is something. I can't wait to learn more about it because I've always, I've always known it in my own mind. Remember me telling you, see, one of the problems that I have to deal with is I have a really attuned, just, I don't know what to call it. Um, I can look at something early on and I see the whole picture. It's why I knew illegals would be voting. It's why I knew why they were rewriting the textbooks and the schools. I mean, you just, if you see what's going on, I have an ability to then know where it's going to go from there. It's so obvious. And I know I have some people that will back me up on this. How many times have I said before Joe Biden does a big speaking engagement or a debate or whatever it might be, a trip away, you don't see him for a few days. And all of a sudden, it's like, like the movie The Notebook. They light him up. And I said, they got, have to be giving him something. I don't know if it's vitamins. I don't know if it's experimental. I don't know if it's uppers. I don't know what it is. And I always said, this is just my opinion. There's just no evidence of this. But I see what I see. And if you notice, he goes away very early every Friday, always to Delaware. And I think that's part of the whole program with his fragile condition, whatever it is. But someone has come out and said, 
that they give him stuff, which came as no surprise to me. I was I was with Margie. I said, well, I've been saying that since the campaign. And he's far worse now than he was then. What we have now is it is it is scary. But it's just out there now. That they give him stuff. Great. Does that inspire confidence? The leader of the free world and all these games, the no cards, sit down, stand up, say that Kamala Harris is very smart. Get up and leave. Read the teleprompter. Repeat the line. You know the thing. I mean, I could go on and on. We hold these truths to be... You know the thing. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 51 minutes past the hour. Kirk Conover coming up in just a little bit. Chuck Malamut at 8, all about your financial matters. Dr. Mark Newkirk, our official exclusive veterinarian for the Hurley in the Morning program, also for the Hurley in the Morning family. And we have uh, some open forum after Dr. Newkirk and a special shout-out coming up at 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, Now, long ago, I created what I said was the Hurley Doctrine. And I said, the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, which incidentally is tonight, and I wrote a story yesterday that you can read today about Mike Trout, who should be playing, he should be starting with Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton, but he uh, has an upper torso injury and will not be able to play which is a shame but it is his 10th all-star selection in his 12-year major league career can you believe now he started when he was 19 which really gives him quite a leg up i think like by example aaron judge started at age 25 think about the years that trout had in his before he was even 20 and in his early 20s and he's now 30, and he's a 12-year veteran. And I hate to say it. I don't want to say it, then don't say it. I, I don't want to say it. Say it. Don't say it. But Trout does appear to be injury-prone now. It's a shame. And that's the kind of thing that um, it just it just sends you in the wrong direction. But I... I announced the Hurley Doctrine many, many years ago. And I said, the All-Star game has just turned into garbage. It's got to mean something. So I came up with, this was my idea. I came up with the idea that the league that wins gets the home field advantage in the World Series. Now that was, to me, that was a novel concept because it's something that benefits only two teams but yet every team has the opportunity to become one of the two teams, the American League champion and the National League champion. And so really play that game hard 
like Pete Rose used to play it when he was barreling down Ray Fossey and wrecked him, ruined his career. That was an all-star game. So I said, you give, and that's big. Having the home field advantage is huge. And I, much to my surprise, a year later, Major League Baseball makes this announcement. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like Nostradamus here. So they did that. Now they're doing something that the Major League All-Star Game will be decided by a home run derby. If the game, see, they worry about the pitching in particular. So after nine innings, you remember that game many years ago? And it went on and on and on, and Bud Selig was out, you know, just he was losing it. It was it was terrible. And, you know, they don't want people that aren't pitchers coming in, and you see that sometimes in some of the blowouts. But if this All-Star game tonight is tied after nine innings, this is pretty cool. Each league, the National League and the American League, will select three players. Let me just double-check that. Actually, it's three swings, but let me see how many players get picked. Yes. Thought I had it, but I question my own recollection for a second. It's a novel format. If the game is tied tonight after nine innings, three players from each league will take three swings each and whoever hits the most home runs whichever league hits the most home runs in those nine swings will win the game how about that i i kind of like that you know i'd like to see things through to finality but i like that All right, so we're going to have, when you have three days in a row, at least 90 degrees, you have a heat wave. We're going to have a heat wave. And Atlanta County government has put out some good information on protecting yourself as we hover and go above 90 degrees. These are the things being recommended. We'll get this up on the website, too, so that it'll be at your... Fingertips ready reference. Drink plenty of water or non-alcoholic beverages, even if you don't feel thirsty. So important to hydrate. They say that by the time you're thirsty, you've already lost a couple of pounds of water. Wear loose and light-colored clothing. Make sure children, elderly, and those with mobility issues are drinking water, and have access to fluids. Don't leave children, elderly persons, disabled persons, or pets in an enclosed car, not even for a minute, as temperatures can quickly climb to dangerous levels, and we've talked to you about that many times over the years. It's shocking how fast a car can go from room temperature to like 110, 115 degrees. Very scary. Talk to your health care provider about any medicine or drugs you are taking to ensure you are not at risk for heat-related illness. 
Avoid any outdoor activity during the hottest hours of the day. Reschedule to cooler times of the day if you're able. Check on elderly relatives and neighbors to see if they are in need and that they are taking proper heat precautions. Make sure your pets have plenty of water and shade. Spending just a few hours a day in an air-conditioned place may help individuals, particularly those most vulnerable, to cope with the heat and the humidity. And always remember, if you or anyone else, if you're experiencing symptoms of heat-related illness, do not hesitate. Call 911 immediately. And while waiting for help to arrive, move the person into air conditioning or the shade. Remove any unnecessary clothing. Wet the person with cool water. Apply ice to armpits, groin, neck, and back, or immerse in cold water or ice. For more public safety information, public health information, you can call the Division of Public Health for Atlantic County at 609-645-5935. Oh, this was great. And I'm going to get it in. I'm going to be able to squeeze this in in the few seconds that we have. Advisors to the United States Homeland Security Department said there is no need for the disinformation board that Biden wanted to create. So how do you like that? Of course, there's no need for it. It was a political scam like everything else in this sick era that we're living in that is an error. Kirk Conover joins the program next. I'm Hurley in the Morning. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's almost seven minutes past the hour. Kirk Conover joins us. Chuck Malamut in an hour. Dr. Newkirk in two hours. It is the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, which you have made all by yourself. South Jersey's number one talk station. So on behalf of Chris Coleman, Brian Kilmeade, Mark Lee and Van Camp, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, I could go on and on and on. Our weekend lineup, live and local on Saturday with uh, Tom P. and John and Carmen and Joe Pags, all the weekend uh, nationally syndicated folks, uh, of course, Red Eye Radio, and then the um, Michael Toscano and his crew that comes on right before us. Uh, you have made this station number one, and we can't properly thank you but i do say it every single day hoping that you um believe me when i tell you how much it means to me your listenership and your readership as well which has been record setting as well incredible 
All right, joining us now, Kirk Conifer. The first item I want to talk about, because I can't let I can't let anybody get away with this. Joe Biden, Jen Psaki, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre, and many other people in this Biden Inc. gang tortured us that the president has nothing to do with the price of a gallon of gasoline. Now, of course, we maintain that's abject. It's just completely false. Of course, the president does. This isn't like you're doing everything you can and there's just nothing you can do about certain other factors that are beyond your control. This is a guy that came in and he immediately shut down pipelines and did other very adverse things to the energy sector and fossil fuels in particular. So he takes no responsibility by declaration for the prices going up. And now because they're down about 50, 52 cents per gallon over the past month, they're taking credit for great policies and great results. So Kirk, how do you like those apples, Kirk? Nothing to do when they go up, everything to do when they go down. And of course, I think if I was their life coach, I would say, please don't brag that gas is 465 a gallon. Please don't brag about that. That there's nothing to brag about there. But Kirk, they they literally think we are stupider than stupid. Morning, Harry. Yeah, they uh, just. I just saw it on you know in, in the warm up to your program. I just saw it that one of their spokespeople was on again saying it's the biggest decrease in half a century. Now they have the highest increase in. The history of America, I think in Saudi Arabia, it's 62.5 cents for a gallon of gas. Uh, even if you add inflation, you know, the, the strength of the dollar, which is evidently weakening over the past several days um, because of Russia and some other things. But uh, how do you brag? Think about that. Think about how insane, how one flew over the cuckoo's nest, bat blank crazy that is. The biggest decrease in gasoline prices in 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 a million years since dinosaurs, you know, were were walking the earth, and yet they created the whole problem, and they've created a problem that took it from too low to five and beyond, and now you're going to get fifty cents off of that. Now it's still more than twice as much as it used to be a year and a half ago. This is how sick they are. They consider that an accomplishment, Kirk. Yeah, it's pure political propaganda, and it's uh, it's a shame that uh, they're putting the American people through this pain. And it's because, you know, they're worshiping at the climate change uh, altar, and it's uh, something that gives them um, ideological rigidity. They just refuse to admit that the, their policies have been wrong. Um, and think about it. This is the way the marketplace works, right? So you cancel Keystone XL pipeline, which would be open now and bring 800,000 barrels a day from Canada. Uh, they re-regulate. They, they reverse all the deregulation that uh, the Trump administration uh, did with the oil industry. So even if you have uh, a viable lease that looks like it's going to produce oil, 
it's impossible to get the pipelines and and uh, the infrastructure necessary to get the oil from the oil field into uh, the marketplace. And they basically, uh, you know, froze uh, leasing on federal lands and then uh, declared war on the fossil fuel industry. Yeah, without a doubt. Kirk, we heard time and time again. I mean, I can't even count the number of times. The pauses, I had to sneeze. I hit the cough button. Uh, So we've heard countless times the Putin price hike. Is this now the Putin price drop? (laughs) Again, this only works one way, evidently. It's like a a one-way check valve just works one way we're we're not to blame for anything but we get the credit for any and everything yeah and and when you declare war on the fossil fuel industry uh basically if you're uh let's not even if you're like an exxon mobile or one of the big producers most of the exploration is done by what we call wildcatters they're um, smaller businesses. Why invest? Why put the money into a, an intensely capitalized industry when your political leadership says they've declared war on you? Correct. Well, you, you remember Obama came in with Biden and they said, well, you can open up a coal factory, but we're going to bankrupt you. I mean, they this for anybody that doesn't believe me or Kirk. This is their plan. They're not just wrong about this, and they are spectacularly wrong, but this is their plan. They, quote, if you remember the verbiage they used, necessarily will increase energy costs because they want to push the American people towards alternative energy. What they leave out of the equation is how much of the traditional energy is necessary in order to create the alternative energy. It's it's kind of like, remember when there's a big push for ethanol, which as it turns out, we're finding out wrecks engines and isn't good at all, but it was very expensive. That's what they're always about, spending a fortune to fake like they're being environmentally friendly. And they're not. By the way, how is buying all this dirty oil from around the world, which is much dirtier than what we refine here in America. What are we doing that for? And what are we accomplishing? If we act like we're going solar and wind and hydro and all these other things and electric, well, I said solar, uh, then when we're asking Saudi Arabia for more or any other place around the world, we're not accomplishing anything, Kirk. No, and it's a, <clears throat> a commodity that's fungible, so it, it trades all over the world. But, yeah, there's different qualities in the crude, uh, West Texas crude and uh, the crude oil from the Bakken region of uh, North Dakota, some of the finest uh, product you can have to re- refine into uh, gasoline and diesel. But, yeah, it's, um, like you said, they're plan is to force us into this transition to some net 
zero carbon zero carbon um, economy. And somebody's got to just wake up and say, it's, it's not going to happen. I mean, solar and wind are unreliable. You need baseload reliability. That comes from the ultra-compact and powerful natural gas, oil, coal. Yeah. Well, hey, look what Germany did, Kirk. We've got to get the break in. Germany uh, got hurt by Putin. Putin has admitted that the sanctions are hurting, but Putin hurt Europe with natural gas in particular, also oil, and Germany is firing up their coal plants. So I guess they're not as principled as they professed to be. Here's another one that's just to show you how delusional they are. Don, my brother Don sent this to me. This is a Joe Biden... uh, steering committee member and he writes still waiting for republicans to thank president biden for 34 straight days of lower gas prices you are sick this is the point i was making in my opening monologue first hour and this hour they want credit for lowering five dollar gas to like 460 they want credit for that but they want no blame for taking it from two dollars to five, six, seven, eight dollars a gallon, depending on the state that you're listening to this program. They want you to oh, they want you to be happy when it's under four dollars. Oh, and the Democrat media will be right there with them. Oh, the gasoline prices, Biden's policies, gasoline prices are down a dollar. No, they're not down a dollar. They're still up two plus dollars. They're not down a dollar at all. You don't get to rack up this kind of price increase and then get credit for giving us pennies of it back. Kirk Conover and yours truly, Hurley in the Morning, continue. Here's Sean Hannity. Waking up on the right side. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. What difference does it make? I'll use Hillary's words. You know, at this point, what difference does it make if you get if if they get the oil out of those countries or we do it domestically? Because if we do it domestically, it's great for our national security. We're not relying on hostile regimes and enemy countries for the lifeblood of our economy. How is it okay to do it there but not here? Why does Putin get the pipeline waiver and we kill the Keystone XL pipeline? Why do we kill off all the leases here and stop drilling in Anwar and exploration in Anwar and then go to Russia, Iran, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia? Because none of it makes sense. From coast to coast, from sea to shining sea, it's the Sean Hannity Show. Listen, the last time the economy looked like this, the stock market tanked 50%. The U.S. dollar lost 46% of its value, and the price of oil quadrupled. Yet, while the U.S. economy collapsed and inflation ran through the roof, the price of gold shot up 1,300%, and silver rocketed over 2,400%. So if history repeats itself, we could see it happen again. Can you afford to miss what could be the biggest gold and silver boom of our generation? That's why I want you to call Goldco at 855-815-GOLD. Because when you do, you'll not only get the chance to protect your retirement savings with gold and silver, 
But as a Sean Hannity listener, you could get $10,000 or more in free silver just for doing it. This is a rare opportunity. And that's why I want you to call, again, Gold Co. at 855-815-GOLD. That's Gold Co. 855-815-GOLD. Don't miss out. Check them out today. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now. Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 24 minutes past the hour. Back to Kirk Conover in just a moment. This is Harry Hurley for my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. And if you've taken me up on my many recommendations, you're going to really be, I think, pleased over the next several days. Because if your system has been properly attended to, you're going to be good to go. It's going to be in the 90s for a bunch of days in a row. And your system is going to let you know very, very quickly uh, what and how you've been treating it. Ambient Comfort is celebrating their 11th anniversary. That's 11 years of experience making sure that families are comfortable and your heating and cooling systems are working effectively, safely, and cost efficiently. In honor of their 11th anniversary, Ambient Comfort has authorized me to tell you that they will provide you $50 off any repair. And clearly, this week is going to be evidence of it. There are many hot days ahead. We've talked about the signs, seven of them, that your system may need repair. If you're not comfortable, if you suspect a problem, please don't wait because you know it's going to be very busy over the next several days. Call Ambient Comfort. Join with me in celebrating Ambient Comfort's 11th anniversary. $50 off repairs, no matter who installed your system. You can go to ambientcomfortnj.com or call 856-213-6586 and tell Ambient Comfort that early in the morning sent you. Kirk Conover, uh, learn and confirmed advisors to the United States Homeland Security Department said there's no need for the disinformation governance board created by President Joe Biden earlier this year. The disinformation governance board and every reason that was told to us for it has been rejected by the Homeland Security Department itself. How ironic. Yeah, that was a scary concept. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, you, you take all the dystopian novels, uh, you know, 1984, Brave New World, uh, it's all control of information. The old Soviet Union, all control of information and control of, of speech of, of the populace. And, you know, when you start having the government have an agency that's going to label uh information as disinformation, I mean, that is really a scary concept. Uh, it it uh, defies the uh, philosophy and principles that this country was founded upon. You can't have a prosperous uh, country without the free flow of information. And, you know, you got to let the people decide what's, what's misinformation uh, not the government. The government, that's not their role. And fortunately, somebody had uh, their head screwed on right at, at Homeland, Homeland Security. 
But uh, I mean, this was truly dystopian. This was George Orwell, nineteen eighty four. I mean, this was this was crazy stuff. They were going to get to decide what the truth is. I mean, imagine that this completely dishonest administration that lies about everything. And then this really didn't get talked about as much as it should have. Then they were going to actually have the authority to prosecute people. Think about that. It's scary stuff, but it's uh, one of the you know pedestals that socialism is, is uh, built on. And socialism is where this contemporary Democrat Party wants to go. And when you impose socialism on a, a nation, the first thing to go is free speech. Then they get rid of the unions, um, you know, and, and that because they don't want any any pushback. You know, yeah. it's like uh, the beatings will continue until morale. Per- yeah, yeah, beatings will continue. That's a good one. Kirk, one minute before the bottom of the hour break. Eric Holder was found in contempt of Congress. Now, Republicans did what always used to be done. You'd find somebody in contempt and nothing ever happens. Nobody prosecutes those cases. It's it's kind of like Dinesh D'Souza and some of these other ones. Bannon, no one's ever been prosecuted for this kind of thing. Navarro. Uh, it, it's awful what these Democrats are doing. They're weaponizing everything that they possibly can. So Eric Holder could have been uh, taken to a jury trial uh, and and charged criminally like they're doing with uh, Bannon and they've done with some other folks. Uh, but our side never does that, Kirk. But look how vicious these Democrats are. All in the name of power. I yeah. mean, they're trying to do everything they can to hold on to power. And one of the thing strategies they're employing is doing everything they can to disqualify President Trump from running again. No doubt. By attacking people around him, by attacking uh, anybody that had anything to do with January 6th, by conflating what went on January 6th into some kind of insurrection or a coup attempt. Kirk, why don't they get charged? Let's talk about this after the break so we're not compressed. Why don't they get charged? Why isn't Chuck Schumer charged for saying, uh, you, you know, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch, you've unleashed the whirlwinds. You're not going to know what hit you. Is Can't you easily say that was an insurrection? How come all the people, uh, Schiff and the rest of the gang, Pelosi et al., that did this phony Russian collusion thing? I have an update, Kirk. I want to get a comment from you first. But I have an update from President Trump. I said this a long time ago. Uh, how how can the, the Pulitzer Award, how can they allow these people to keep Pulitzer Prizes for work that was completely fraudulent and disproven? Not only do they get to keep the award, they don't correct the record of their mistakes, their false reporting. But what about all the people, including Hillary Clinton and her whole gang, that did Russia collusion that led to three, three and a half years of Trump and Trump orbit people absolutely getting crushed by the legal system, the, the Department of Justice. And it turns out it was completely fraudulent and the collusion was Hillary. None of those people got charged. This seems to be like a one-way check valve. Only Republicans. 
or anybody that's associated with President Trump seems to get this. I want to talk about that when we come back. I'll also share, after Kirk has an opportunity to comment, President Trump's comments on the Pulitzers that were won and that absolutely should be taken away. With Kirk Conover, I am Hurley in the Morning. This is WPG Talk Radio, 95.5, because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Still me, 32 minutes past the hour, Harry Hurley, with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. New Jersey's Chuck Wepner is the inspiration for Rocky Balboa. Check it out. The Atlantic City Board of Education uh, is going to hire a new boys basketball coach tonight. It will be Wayne Nelson. That's the son of the uh, the great Wayne Nelson. Uh, we have the story. And the Millville Meteor, Mike Trout, sadly, will not be playing in tonight's Major League Baseball All-Star game. Although it's his... From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Will the beaches offer some relief from the heat today? Not really. The land breeze overtakes the sea breeze. The only chance of not hitting 90 today would be on barrier islands and along the Delaware Bay shore. Average high temperature around South Jersey will be 91 degrees. Mostly sunny, hot and breezy. Clear and muggy tonight, low 74. Mostly sunny, hot and dry tomorrow, high 93. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Your home WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 38 minutes past the hour. Kirk Conover continues. Chuck Malamut in the 8 o'clock hour. Dr. Mark Newkirk in today's first half of the 9 o'clock hour. Then we'll have some open forum and uh, really looking forward to that. Now, Kirk, I said as soon as we came back, it would be your opportunity to share your thoughts. Time is yours. Well, uh, one of the things that really disturbs me is the fact that they are this administration refuses to reverse course on anything. Correct. Even the things that are so uh, obvious to everybody observing them. And, uh, you know, you can't admit that you're wrong. Come on. I mean, everybody makes decisions, uh, business people, uh, nor, you know, households make decisions and sometimes you have to just step back and say that was wrong let's try something else but they're actually uh bragging about the lower gas prices uh after they blame putin and it's such a disconnect because i believe the uh price of fuel is what really um probably is 50 percent of the cause of the rampant inflation we see. And here's the other dishonest thing that's going to happen. Next month, inflation's probably going to tick down, the headline inflation, because gas prices have gone down. So they're going to say, oh, yeah, now it's peaked out and our policies are working. Our policies are working. There you go, Kirk. That is the approach. And they will do that. They are shameless. But here's what I believe. They can say whatever they want. And we see poll after poll, whether they're Democrat polls, whatever the poll is, the American people know who the blame goes to and they assign it accordingly. I believe November 8th is going to be a spectacular 
course correction uh, by the American people. I was sharing with Kirk off air. I get these emails every single day of my life, usually more than one time during the day, multiple times during the day. And I used to be a regular purveyor. They're not a client, so I'm not going to give them any advertising. But I was a regular purveyor of their food products and loved them and had a a freezer. We have a stand-up freezer that's just like a same shape as a refrigerator freezer. Uh, Only This is only a freezer. And we would have that baby, I mean, Kirk's seen it. I mean, packed with steaks and hot dogs and hamburgers. And I love this one particular company. And I'm looking at these prices. For example, hot dogs. I would get them always for like a dollar a piece. And I believe they're the finest hot dogs that have ever been made. Now it's on sale $20 for eight, Kirk. And this is every aspect of our lives. Everything is basically triple what it used to be a year, year and a half ago. And obviously, wages, Kirk, now I'll bring you back to your Wharton uh, school degree. Wages cannot keep up when you triple the prices of commodities. No, they certainly can't. Uh, when the uh, headline consumer price index goes up 9.1 and uh, your wage increases are 3%, you're taking a 6% to, you know, cut in, in your wages. And the other number that was disturbing that came out was 11.2, I think, the wholesale (coughs) price index. So now that's going to get translated into retail prices, you know, within 30 days. So, you know, like I said, I really believe that the increase in, in energy prices is probably half of the equation. The other half is, as we've talked ad infinitum, about the overstimulation of the economy with $3 trillion of unfettered government spending when Biden took office. I just saw a graphic go go by on um, uh, Fox Business Channel. Uh, you know, two th- price of gas was two thirty nine a gallon when he took office, and now today the national average is four forty nine. So all all this adds up to there's underlying uh, forces that have put inflation in place, and the toughest part is that it these underlying energy costs translate into the food sector, into the transportation sector. So therefore, you know, the diesel for the tractors, the transportation of the product, food product to the marketplace, everything goes up. And here we are, we have to have food. That's probably the most painful, um, you know, cost inflicted on the uh, American consumer by this administration is, is the food prices. And the other aspect is, you know, the Fed. They keep talking about 75 basis point interest rate hike, one one basis point interest rate hike. You know, that's going to kill the, the real estate market, the housing market. It's just going to, again, discourage investment in the supply side of things. By the way, I believe Chuck Malamut said it's 90. This was at least a week ago. We'll find out this morning in mere minutes. But Chuck said 98%, I think was the number, 
that he said last week of all the different analysts and people that talk in advance of, you know, things such as this, 98% is the belief that the Fed will raise their rate by 75 basis points, three quarters of one point, not a full point, which would be absolutely unprecedented, but three quarters of a point also is very, very rare. So that you can tell the Fed blew it. Uh, they believe that uh, inflation was some short term nothing burger. So they did nothing. They blew it. Now their correction is to inflict incredible pain on the American people. It's really unfair, and it does show that elections have very, very significant, meaningful consequences, because look at this, Kirk. This is a disaster what they've created in the past 18 months. I I swear to you, if Biden just went away, if he didn't make one decision and just let everything go the way that it was going, the results would be so incredibly different. He has gone out of his way to make one bad decision after another. Yeah, he should have just went to his beach house and yeah. uh, stayed in the basement. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's... Uh, and everybody would be saying, oh, my God, he's a great president. No, no, he's not in the basement. You're just lying. No, no, he is there. You see he's there. No, no, you're a liar. And he's a great president. It's like the lady last night on uh, the last minute or two of Jesse Waters' program. He's doing this thing, uh, almost like man on the street, I guess you'd call it. And they're asking people in Delaware, what do they think of Joe Biden? And this lady will send this into the break, Kirk, and we'll come right back strong in just a few minutes. This lady said how much she loves the job that Joe Biden is doing because he's raised the price of gasoline. She I mean, she she couldn't love him anymore. So I I want her to pay ten dollars a gallon because then she'll love Joe Biden twice as much. She loves him at five. I mean, she would have to be absolutely giddy at $10 a gallon. So this woman actually, with this big smile, this dopey woman, loving Joe Biden because he raised the price of gasoline so high. This is an accomplishment for these lunatics. It's 47 minutes past the hour. We'll be right back with Kirk Conover. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5 because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. We're visiting with Kirk Conover. Kirk, let's completely switch gears here because, to be honest with you, I sometimes just get sick and tired of being sick and tired of this lying administration, hence uh, my expression, liars who lie about lying. And I want to talk baseball for a moment. Mike Trout has been selected to his 10th All-Star game in 12 years. Regrettably, he comes up with this upper torso injury uh, two games before the All-Star game. So he's out. 
but he still made the team. He still got the 10th selection out of 12 seasons, and obviously one of them was his rookie season. So, I mean, he's basically been in the All-Star game almost every year of his career. Three-time American League MVP, has like a basket full of runner-up finishes for MVP, and I think out of like the, the 10 years, something like nine of them, he either won the award, finished second, or was in the top few, top five. I mean, just incredible statistics. Where do you believe, and obviously he's only 30, but I did say earlier in the program, Kirk, don't know if you heard me, that he is coming up now, seems to be injury prone at this point of his career. You know, they say on that other side of 30 that, you know, that it's just not, it's not great, but there have been exceptions to that. Derek Jeter, Pete Rose. I mean, there are a number of exceptions of quality years after 30. Uh, the Yankees better hope that Aaron Judge, if they can keep him, it's almost like the uh, the Republic, if you can keep it. I don't know if the Yankees are going to be able to keep Judge or not, but where do you think Trout fits in in the history of the sport after 12 years, and where do you see him in the years ahead? And we're going to have to wait for Kirk to call back because his line has disconnected. That was unexpected. Good. Kirk is back. Kirk, I don't know if you I don't know if you heard my beautiful monologue. I'm going to have to do the Reader's Digest condensed version. Trout made his 10th All-Star team. Can't play because of the upper torso injury. Three MVPs, a bunch of runner-ups, and other high finishes in his 10 years. Uh, where do you think he fits in in terms of the Pantheon of all time after 12 years and I did mention that I do believe he's now sort of proving to be a bit injury prone where do you see him in terms of his status and stature in the history of the game and where do you see him going in these years now that will be north side of 30 years old I think he's going to finish uh, his career, he'll probably be considered in the top 10 of all-time great players. Uh, the injury thing is is what I've been looking at. You know, is that going to, you know, make him uh, hit fewer home runs, uh, of course, you know, the longer he's out with injuries and so forth. But yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's had as good a 10 years as, say, Ralph Kiner and Ralph Kiner got injured and that was the end of his career after 10 years. If Trout never suited up again and he's going to, but if he never played again, do you agree with me? He is an absolute, I believe first ballot, but absolute hall of famer. Absolutely. He's put numbers up that uh, we haven't seen in a long time. You know, I've referred to him as this era's Mickey Mantle. He can run, he can field, he can hit, he can hit for power. Uh, I know in this age of these cyber metrics, he has metrics that are really almost supernatural. But I have called and I've written the piece titled, Mike Trout, Is This Era's Mickey Mantle? Am I overstating the case or do you buy into my theory? I completely agree. I mean, he is a phenomenon. I remember uh, years and years and years ago when he was in high school, played in the Carpenter Cup 
against, and there was some local players that participated from Holy Spirit. I asked one of the fathers, I said, you know, what's Mike Trout like in person when you see him play? He, he goes, he's a man among boys. And that's, you know, he hit the ground running with his major league career pretty I mean, much. He, with the neat thing about him, I mean, Aaron Judge didn't get in there till 25. Trout was a major league baseball player at 19. Yeah. It's huge. And, I, yeah, and his career is um, very paralleled, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, and same thing happened with Ken Griffey Jr. As he got older, he got more injury prone. And it sort of put a cap on what he was. Um, I, I had Ken Griffey Jr. You know, breaking the all-time home run record. You know, without steroids. So yeah, but you know, Trout's an amazing athlete, and he's humble and um, great personality. And at some point, um, I think he'll get over this injury thing. Uh, most great hitters. They peak between 28 and 32. The greatest ones continue to produce after 32. Yeah. So that'll be something we have to keep an eye out for, you know, see how his uh, stats go. But Would you be yeah, surprised? Be we only have 30 seconds, but would you be surprised if he had a 20-year major league career, or do you think it's going to be cut short? No, I think he's going to, you know, play probably to he's 40 wow that'd be great like jeter that jeter got 40 years in or or 20 years in as a player he started at 20 kirk we're out of time uh i loved our time together and look forward to next time always great to be with you harry and talk to your audience uh you're a great interviewer (laughs) Uh, well you're tremendous kirk thank you for everything and have a wonderful day say hello to the the whole family, Nancy, and everybody. Will do. Thank you, Kirk. Chuck Malamut joins us next. Please don't go away. This is Hurley in the Morning on. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. Chuck Malamud is here. The following program is presented by Chuck Malamud, a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley. The information, views, and opinions expressed are those of Chuck Malamud, do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast and subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, member SIPC. Chuck Malamut, welcome. Good morning, Harry. How are you today? Very well. Good weekend. Oh, uh, yeah. It's just my only regret is it just goes so fast. It does. Like you, I work a lot on the weekends, but it's different. It's just different environment. Uh, it just flies. But, yeah, the weekend was great. The heat's on. The heat is 
Yes, the heat is definitely on. We're going to have like 100-degree heat index. Throughout the whole country. Yeah. Uh, th- th- no doubt about it. But this is, look, it's 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 the summertime. But it's I will tell expected. you, anywhere that the grid is broken, uh, you're going to be seeing brownouts and blackouts and rolling blackouts. I, I think we're going to have some interesting things happening. Yeah, it's... There's places well, I mean, that, that started changing technology before we were ready to be able to keep up with it. Well, they say the dog days of summer. Yeah. So I think we're, I think we're definitely there. Um, so let's, let's do a quick market update, Harry. Mm-hmm. Last week, <clears throat> the um, stocks, for the most part, were just slightly lower. The S&P was down nine-tenths of one percent, uh, although significant rally on Friday. So we came off of the worst levels that we had seen in, in midweek, and then that was all around the higher June CPI that was announced at the 9.1 versus the projected 8.8. Um, you know, so the decline that we saw in the market it, it's it's all about the Fed, and I know you and Kirk talked about it this morning. Uh, we'll get into it a little bit later today. Persistent inflation fears, that doesn't want to go away. The recession odds continue to mount more in the camp of we're either we are or we're going to have a recession. And earnings estimates. I just want to make one comment. In a CNN poll, which I found to be highly credible, and I, I almost, like, almost want to pass out uh, saying those words in succession there, uh, 64% of the American people already believe we're in a recession. So here's my belief, Chuck. It doesn't matter if we get the second quarter results and it's two-tenths of 1% or whatever, half a percent of growth or 1% growth. Nobody believes it. And the vast majority of the country already believes we're in a recession. So if you believe it, then you are. And I think I think... Uh, spending patterns, spending patterns of a lot of Americans have have changed big time, uh, pretty pretty dramatically over over the last four to six weeks. And yep. I think you you said it last week, the week before. If they don't quote unquote cook the books and and get us and get us out of that uh, quote unquote recession, uh, the fact of the matter is that. November, yeah. November is coming very, very, very quickly. So if you look at the, and the other thing that impacted the market, Harry, and we're seeing it now p- pretty much every day, it's it's what is happening with earnings and earnings estimates, and they are are they in fact coming down, and we're sort of seeing a mixed bag with respect to the companies that have uh, reported so far. So the best performers of the week last week, consumer staples. Uh, utilities, worst performers, uh, communication services, and uh, energy. So when you look at the markets, you know, year to date, um, S&P, you know, down about 18%. This is as of, as of Harry Friday's close. Dow is the best performer, down 13%. Uh, NASDAQ um, is now about down 26.5%. It has come back somewhat from that 30% uh, negative number. And your international stocks are down about 20 percent as well. The best performing sector still remains energy, up twenty six percent. But again, remembering that came off of a high of fifty fifty uh, percent. And I liked your comments uh, earlier today about the, pr- the price at the pump and 
who's taking credit and well, what uh, for those who missed for. it. For those who missed it, and I'll say it very very quickly on Chuck's show because it is a it is a financial point, even though it's going to sound political. They took no responsibility for the increase, and that is official government employees. So I can say this on your show with confidence. It's not political talk. It's not uh, opinion editorial. They took no responsibility for the increase at all. In fact, said the president has no role in the price of gasoline, which I just don't accept that as truth. When you shut down pipelines and things like that, uh, you very much do have a role in it. Uh, And they took credit for the past month of the price being down. So they have no responsibility in it going up and they take full credit for it going down. I wish I, when I worked for you, I wish I could have got away with that. I think we all wish in our work. Chuck, I'm not to blame. I don't have anything to do with that. And then something goes right. Chuck, I want all the credit for what just happened. Yeah, I'd be be gone in, you know, in an hour. So here is the good news. I mean, we're not going to go there, but here's... I did. (laughs) Thank you. Here's the the good news. Energy still remains the number one uh, sector uh, in in the S&P 500, up 26% year to date. But Harry, remembering that that number was plus 40, plus 45 percent just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So now we are, you know, seeing these lower, you know, lower prices, you know, at the pump. Utilities were the uh, was the next best performing sector. It's actually down one percent year to date. Consumer staples, the third best performer, down four and a half percent. And on the flip side, the sectors and these still, you know, they continue to remain in the same order that are not working or haven't worked. Consumer discretionary. And again, that's the consumer spending money are they going to and to what extent down 30 percent communication services and technology uh down 23 and 28 percent chuck in terms of people spending maybe anecdotal maybe not i know this is a place you've done business i'm not saying they're not a client i'm not going to give them free advertising but i have a you've seen it i have a full-size stand-up freezer the size of an a normal refrigerator freezer just a freezer in in our in our home it was stacked and packed with steaks and chicken and hot dogs and everything they made seafood these prices are so out of sight i don't order from them anymore i think carrie you're seeing that uh, pretty much across the board uh in just in in people that go you know grocery shopping every weekend it's terrible uh, you know, you can't get out of the can't get out of the grocery store with if you go to go get a few items and it's it's a hundred dollars. I really believe I, I, I'm serious about this, I, and I don't want I don't want to hurt boutique stores or any of the smaller chain type stores. But the prices are so out of sight, you almost have to go to a big box store. I mean, you can still get some values at the big box stores. The price, everything is triple right now. It seems very expensive and it doesn't doesn't matter what you where you go and what you're shopping for now people stop spending chuck they'll have to lower the prices won't they well they will harry you'll have a you know you'll have an inventory glut i mean that's what that's what you're seeing now in in a lot of the large retailers uh they they missed earnings most recently they marked down and continue to mark down um inventory because they need to get it out the door Uh, maybe goes to a, a liquidator just to get it off the shelves because you have to get ready for, you know, back to school, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. So, you know, the, the retailers, unfortunately, Harry, a lot of them missed the mark because, again, remembering when everyone was ordering double, triple, 
uh, four times what they normally need because of the, the, the fear that they would not receive the order. Well, guess what? The order showed up. I mean, the supply chain is starting to look better. Uh, it's not, you know, it's not where we want it to be no. for a lot of reasons. But, I mean, just roll the roll the clock back six months and think about where we were. I mean, now you're getting inventory, and a, and we'll get into this a little bit later, the price of commodities, not only, you know, the price of, of fuel, but um, the price of copper, the price of lumber. Yeah. Uh, th- those prices are all coming down uh, fairly significantly, Good. and that should help, should help with inflation. We're going to come right back at 16 minutes past the hour, but Chuck, I do want to take this opportunity. Uh, this has been a friend of mine for over 50 50 years at least, more than 50 years, your long-term mayor, uh, now your long-term councilman from Galloway Township, Mayor Tom Basford. Wish him a happy birthday for me. Happy birthday, Tom. You probably don't look a day over 45. He is a fantastic friend. He's a true friend. You know, I, I wrote a piece recently about true friends and what I call transactional relationships. He's a true friend. We'll be right back. Happy birthday, Mayor. 16 minutes past the hour with Chuck Malamut. I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back with Chuck Malamut. I am Hurley in the morning. A reminder for all of your financial planning needs, call Chuck and his fantastic team, the Malamut Group in Northfield at Morgan Stanley's uh, Northfield, New Jersey office, 609-383-2010, 609-383-2010. We did a shout out for the mayor of Galloway Township, current councilman Bassford, and happy birthday to Mayor Bassford. Also, somebody that Chuck and I have both known for a lifetime, and but before Chuck and I even knew each other, uh, because I met the Hellman brothers when I was, I don't even think I was a teenager. I think I was probably about 12, maybe 14 years old, something like that. Uh, Chuck also knows the Hellman brothers for a lifetime, John and Jay Hellman are longtime uh, residents of Atlanta, and they're here. They come every summer, and want to send a shout-out to John and to Jay. They're going to be celebrating their 70th birthdays coming up uh, in August. I want to say August 12th, but I could be wrong, but I think that's n- near when it will be. And I knew, Chuck, that you knew the Hellman brothers, the so, twins. So, Harry, a little bit on the Wayback Machine here just for a second. The, um, I met the Hellman brothers through uh, Henry Doc Hornsbostle. There you go. <laughs> and uh, long story short, they were working at a dry cleaners in Margate on Ventnor Avenue, across from uh, Castles and Dino's. And somehow I, met, I ended up there, quote unquote, hanging out. But at the end of the at the end of the day, I think I did a lot of the work, and they did a lot of the hanging out. But that's Clever. okay. Clever. They they figured it out. So, and John then, and Jay, then, if you're listening, you know, hope ahead. you guys are good. And then we all worked together, me, you, and Doc. Yes, at the Golden Nugget. Many, many. Well, obviously, many, many years ago. Yeah. So, hey, Harry, let's talk a little bit about uh, your favorite company for a second. I know that we don't make stock recommendations, but I wanted to talk about yesterday in particular. Yes. Uh, the, the equity markets, the S and P, the Dow, and the Nasdaq, all up. You know, uh, one, one and a half, uh, maybe even two percent at some. You know, during the day, but around noon time or so, 
um, you know, what, what happened was uh, there was a report that came out over over one of the wire services, and Apple was planning to quote slow hiring and spending growth next year in some divisions to cope with a potential economic downturn, end of quote. Now, that story uh, showed up about 1 o'clock, and that's about the time that the markets were at their high watermark for the day. And as a result, all all the major indices, the, the Dow, the the S&P, and NASDAQ were all down. Not, and not They threw cold water on everything. But Apple was down over 2% now, did, did Apple explain, was this because they're not getting enough product to sell or the no, people won't there, be buying it was, the product? There was not a lot of detail behind the story. So I think, I think the point is that where we are right now, Harry, uh, volume is still it's still pretty thin, you know, because we are in the summertime, but you're seeing the volatility pretty much on a day-to-day basis where, you know, the Dow, for instance, could could move five or, five or 600 points. And then when you get, as we get through earnings seasons, it's not so much, you know, looking back what was done Q2, but what are these CEOs and CFOs saying about their forward guidance? You yeah. Know, what, are they going to cut their estimates for the remaining for the third and fourth quarter and are they revising you know looking into obviously it's way too early for 2023 but i think that's what the market is really faced with at this point in time let me tell a a quick story about my apple technology here that is basically my business and we take for granted the reliability of our technology so that if something happens you don't realize until it happens, not only what an inconvenience it is, but what a problem it is. So I have one of the newer uh, Apple phones and it's very reliable. I went to listen to a music video of a friend of mine. So it was a YouTube thing. And all of a sudden my phone went bananas. I thought I got a virus. I thought that the iOS system crashed. I couldn't do anything, yet my phone would ring, but I couldn't answer it. I could not turn it off. I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to wait for this thing to go to, like, zero battery power uh, and then see if maybe something will happen then. So my brother and I, Don, we went online, and if anybody ever has a problem like what I'm talking about, your phone just completely freezes. I'm not talking about, like, sometimes it goes dark, and if you hold the button on the right – you know, you can turn it off and then just turn it back on and everything seems to be fine. I was locked out and I was not panicked, but I thought, oh, my gosh, all my phone numbers are here because in the old days I would have a, a Rolodex. But all, and I wasn't that worried because all the information is on the cloud. So maybe I would lose a few keystrokes if it hadn't updated. But I wasn't panicked. But it was really it t- and it took over. 20 minutes close to a half hour to resolve and anybody listening if you lose control of your phone but it's still doing certain things and you cannot turn it off i found that all you have to do is hit the volume up button once let it go the volume down button once and then hold in the right button on the opposite side and it did shut my phone down i then immediately restarted it and I got my phone back. 
Have you ever had that happen to you, Chuck? No, I've shut the phone down, but I've... But have you ever lost the ability... I couldn't shut the phone down. I've had I've had that situation. It was yes. crazy. Mm-hmm. So anyhow, it it wasn't a virus. It was just some glitch, and uh, but that's your little that's your little cheat, your little hack. Volume button up, press it once. Volume button down, press it once. Then press and hold the button on the right, and it took maybe about five seconds of holding it, uh, the button on the right. And I saw the thing shutting down, and I was just relieved. Anyhow, Chuck, back to you. <laughs> I just wanted to help. This is the kind of stuff that happens. Well, thank you, Harry. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about what did happen last week with respect to the Fed. Uh, as you know, uh, they are they. There was discussion during the week that we were at a seventy-five basis point yeah. rate hike. Yeah. Didn't you say ninety-eight percent? Then when CPI came and a couple other reports, PPI, all of a sudden the the tables turned and we went to a 40%, 50% probability that we would have a 100 (sighs) basis point rate hike at the upcoming meeting. But that's not going to happen. Then as we got to the end of the week, uh, there were two Fed officials that basically came out and said we we they are more inclined with a 75 basis point rate hike not 100 so it looks as if when the fed meets next week that they will be coming with 75 basis points remembering harry there is no meeting during the month of august and quote unquote the indications are so they're going to hit it hard in july well i, I think you know you, when you look at inflation and the fact that all expectations were uh, June inflation was coming down, that was the estimate, and that did not, in fact, happen, not only here, but, you know, globally as well. Uh, the, the Fed, I mean, they don't have many tools in their toolbox right mm-hmm. now, and, and they have to choke, you know, they're, they're going to do their best to choke down the economy. Sure. I mean, that's... Well, they're doing well. They're doing I mean, well at it. When you, when you think about it, it's... it's you, you know, no one had. A, I, I don't think that any any of their expectations were that we would be at these very very high levels. And as, as you said it, and I'll compliment you every time I say this, that the word transitory came out, and you you know you basically said under no certain terms this is here to stay, and it is here to stay. Yeah, so they, it's going to take. They should have known. It's going to take some time, I think, Harry, before we we get this inflation down. We're going to get the halftime break in right now. We're going to come back strong with Chuck Malamut, all about your financial matters in just a few minutes. A reminder to reach Chuck and his impressive team, the Malamut Group, 609-383-2010, full-service, wide-ranging financial services group that can help you with every aspect of college building. We haven't talked about college. Uh, I mean, they're they're they're... they're for giving these student loans like chiclets right now. Get in line. You, maybe you'll be one of the ones that won't ever have to pay back what you borrowed. Uh, but call Chuck, 609-383-2010, college building, uh, vacation planning, retirement planning, uh, and, of course, getting started the earliest uh, you can is, is, is very, very strong. 609-383-2010. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Much more important content with Chuck Malamut straight ahead. 
This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Yes, it is I, Harry Hurley, in the morning at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. New Jersey's Chuck Wepner, the Bayonne Bleeder. Oh, I've written a fun story. I think you'll enjoy it. But some of it is Stallone suing Erwin Winkler for certain rights to the Rocky, all the rights to the Rocky franchise. Atlantic City Board of Education is poised tonight to hire Wayne Nelson as a new coach. And the Millville Meteor, Mike Trout, will not play tonight in the Major League Baseball All-Star Game. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Heat wave day two will stay away from, quote, dangerous conditions today, especially with less humidity in the air. But you know the drill. Dress for the heat, stay extra hydrated, and take frequent breaks in air conditioning if possible. Today's high averaging 91 across South Jersey. It'll be mostly sunny, hot, and breezy. Clear and muggy tonight, low 74. Mostly sunny, hot, and dry tomorrow, high 93. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere, on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome back. Chuck Malama continues talking all about your financial matters. Chuck, time is yours. So, so Harry, let's um, add a little bit of, of clarity to what happened, you know, last week about recession fears, in, in, in inflation expectations, uh, they did, in fact, ease a little bit last week on Friday. And think about it. We had a big rally on Friday. On Friday morning, uh, U.S. inflation expectations uh, measured by the University of Michigan, their consumer sentiment survey declined um, to 5.2 percent. And it was 5.3 percent the year over year. And as a result of that, uh, the Fed is obviously concerned about inflation. The other thing that happened, Harry, was re- U.S. retail sales. No, no one saw this coming. Uh, they rose more than expected in, in June, uh, with core sales being better by almost 1%. So that, along with the upbeat Empire State Manufacturing Index, uh, means that U.S. recession fears could ease a bit, maybe giving the Fed... Um, a, a little bit of, of of not having to raise rates, you know, as quickly as maybe those that are anticipating that could potentially happen here. Well, so, that would be fantastic. But think about, you know, what happened. Friday was a big day. Yeah. You know, and, and as a result of, the, of that report. So I think the point we tried to make it earlier today is that, you know, we're sitting here and we're and we're looking report to report earnings from company one to company two. Uh, we went through the banks. Now we're not going to look at big tech. We're going to look at healthcare uh, along the way. And I think you know, you know, if, if volatility, you know, if you have a problem with volatility, you need to maybe step away here a little bit. Isn't it almost? I mean, I know you don't ever guarantee anything. It's easy for me to throw out these kinds of predictions, but the price of gasoline is down. It's down forty-two cents or 52 cents in the past month. So by the time we do inflation in a few weeks, inflation is going to be down, isn't it? It's almost guaranteed, I would think. Uh, I would, I, I certainly would, would hope so, Harry, because um, you know, the, the question is, you know, has, has inflation peaked? And That's we, it. We thought, that, we thought that that was the case for June, 
but I think you said it right. Oil and gas prices uh, down 11 and 4% respectfully from the month of June. Airline airline fares have come down about 8%. Um, so that sh- we should have some deceleration here, Harry, in these price pres- price pressures as we get through through the through the end of the year so um it's a matter of is the fed you know how patient is the fed at this point in time are they willing to take a step back and and watch or they are they just you know i don't think they're very patient and i don't think they will take a step back and watch because they're so being criticized for not seeing the inflation for what it was if they go get passive again and become a spectator they'll be so open to criticism one of the things you do very well and i'm a huge believer that past is prologue you do these history lessons i think that all the answers we ever need are in things that have already happened in the past and how did it go then because it just doesn't seem to reinvent itself in such a, a dramatically different way that they're almost predictable. So CPI, give us the history lesson. Harry, I don't know if you're going to want to hear this. Uh, do it. Bring but, it. So you, as you know, we have had, um, you know, seven consecutive months where we have had inflation of, at at least 7% on a trailing one-year basis. And obviously we were at 9.1 as we got in, in through the month of June. Mm-hmm. Um June 1978, and f- and uh, between June 1978 and February 1982, the four-year period of time, we had in our country 45 consecutive months, 45 consecutive months where we had that inflation. Well, you know I know this. They reported at least 7% on a trailing one-year basis. I mean, th- I-, I mean, we were young. Y- I mean, yeah, you're and, a couple and, years younger than me, Chuck, but I remember <laughs> um, those were the first four years. Chuck's actually a couple years older than me, but we're, we're contemporaries. That was my first four years as an adult, and I did major things during those four years. Bought a house and bought a new car, and rate-wise, got my face kicked in on both of them. I remember that very well. Do we believe that we're not only was it not transitory, that this is going to be years of this? Probably not. Well, when you define years as years, you know, three plus years years would be like three, three, four years, like Um, the the period you're talking about. Four years. I'm thinking, Harry, probably more one to two. Yeah, that's what I probably the answer. And but, you know, the answer there's not a lot of tools in the toolbox, and that's that's what it gets down to. And, and do things like this sometimes just have to play out? They do, they do. I mean, as you said last hour, the for the price of the pump has come down about fifty cents. Yep. Uh, the you, the president made a statement that was t- terribly wrong just last week. Said that every day the price at the pump is going down. That's that's not necessarily true. It's close, but it's not true. Uh, and now it's a matter of moving forward. You know, going from two to five is big. Going from five to four and a half is that's fairly my, fairly insignificant at the, end, at the end of the day. I know. Let's take our, fa- our final break. When we come back, in honor of Bobby Thompson, the shot heard around the world. But this will be from a financial perspective, not uh, the Giants win the pennant. The Giants win the pennant. 
Uh, Chuck Malama continues for all of your financial planning needs. 609-383-2010. 609-383-2010 with Chuck Malamut, who's talking all about your financial matters. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. We continue. Chuck Malamud at 49 minutes past the hour talking all about your financial matters. The Giants win the pennant, Chuck. Bobby Thompson hits the shot heard around the world. But this is a different kind of shot heard around the world. Interest rates. All about interest rates, Harry. So from east to west, north to south. Uh, central banks uh, around the world, you know, are now in that tightening policy. Last week, Harry, the Bank of Canada really took the markets by surprise. And on Wednesday, they hiked what is referred to as their policy rate, 100 basis points to 2.5%. It was the largest hike, wow. largest hike in Canada in 24 years. Again, all about higher and more persistent inflation than the bank had originally expected. Uh, the Philippines raised uh, their rates 75 basis points. Uh, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand and the Bank of Korea each hiked by a half a point. Uh, and then the Monetary Authority of Singapore also tightened their monetary policy by shifting uh, its nominal effective exchange rate. So, Harry, it's not – obviously, it's just not here. I think we probably are maybe – actually, when I say it's more in front of it – that's it. Okay, than, but than how what come you're seeing around the around the world? I want to. I I don't. You know, in Malamud, I trust, so I don't want to dispute what you just said. But why are we, from an inflationary standpoint, so much higher than much of the world? I think a lot of it is the usage. You know, you think about um, you know what we consume versus a lot of these other countries. You know, we are we are a consuming nation. There's no doubt about it. And and Harry, if I if I were to say to you, Harry, I want you to. I want you to uh, cut your food consumption by 20%, and that's going to help curb inflation. What do you say about that? Well, you know I love to eat, but that probably would be very good for me. If you told me to do it, I would do it. <laughs> Harry, I want you to cut your food consumption by 20%. I mean, we could think about it, though. We could all cut how much we eat by 20%, and we still would be eating 80% of what we ate. Nobody's going to die uh, but, you know, on a, on a very sad note, though, Chuck, this really reminds me of something we've talked about a few times on the program, not during your show. I did this on a, on a national Fox News uh, program that I guess hosted. This was a doctor on with me and, and an expert in his field. We have people in America right now that are skipping one meal a day. Because they have to. Because they have to. Mm -hmm. And we have Americans in some cases that are skipping two meals a day. And that, when you think about the richest country, the greatest country in the history of the world, that's heartbreaking to me. People are actually choosing between food and something else. Unfortunately, Harry, um, inflation. By the way, is this, an, I'm not is, being is altruistic an, here. It's an insidious tax for, for everyone. It is. I'm not being I'm not trying to be, you know, like look good or be altruistic or anything. I would give up 20 percent of the calories that I consume a day so that other people could eat three meals a day. I would do that. Well, today is uh, July 19th. So I could start. 
I but I want you and I want the whole country to join with me. I'm in. I'm you know, all in there. I mean, I think we'll all be healthier and and everybody will get to eat. But but on and we're being serious about this. People having to skip a full meal and you don't ever want to do that with children. It's happening with them. Uh, this is it's hard to believe, actually. It is. It is. And, and, you know, speak, speaking of hard to believe, I'm going to kind of pivot here and, and talk about one of your favorite countries, that being China. Yes. And, um, you know, the COVID restrictions that are in, in place, you know, have really slowed China's uh, second quarter growth. And you think about it, their economy grew by four-tenths of one percent in the quarter that just ended. And you know, By the way, did you hear that Dr. Burks admitted, and I, I was sort of a fan of hers, not a Fauci, as you know. I knew she knew the truth. Dr. Burks admitted last week, late last week or early this week, I think it was late last week, that this was engineered in China. It came too ready. It, she, she explained how it couldn't be that ready if it was organic. They knew the truth the whole time and they lied to us. Harry, I think it all, as you said, you know, you always got to go back and look at history. Uh, it just so happened we put in some pretty significant uh, tariffs. Yeah. And then lo and behold, we end up with the with the COVID-19. Now, I'm not I am not connecting the dots. Well, I believe they I'll never be able to prove this. I believe that it was an accident that it got out of the lab. Uh but they purposely didn't tell the world yes. because they couldn't be isolated. They allowed the whole world to get infected. So they were definitely uh, you know, involved after the fact. I think it got out of the lab by accident, uh, and then it just took off. But Burks said mm-hmm. that it was engineered, and it was engineered in that Wuhan uh uh, chemical, what was it, the laboratory, virology uh, laboratory. Anyhow, back to you. So, so Harry, the, the, the indication was initially that, that China's annual growth target for 2022 is going to be 5.5%. So that's, well, that's pretty, pretty good. That's pretty much far out of reach when you're, when you're only yeah. going four-tenths of 1% in, in the most recent quarter. Uh, obviously, you know, they're still grappling with the various COVID-19 Variants, um, and that's that has impacted global commodity prices, which actually has helped all of us because these prices have come down. The, the real estate is really in, in in pretty serious trouble here. They've had um, ten months in a row where prices for homes have declined, and then there's a number of buyers that have unfinished homes that are basically just walking away. They stopped wow. paying the mortgages. Wow. And, and then the developers are then short because they don't have the funds that they need to finish finish the, the, these homes. So That sounds like 2009. Yeah, so I think that China, I mean, they beat to a different drummer. We don't, we don't get a lot of information uh, coming out of that country, but when we do get information, I think it's something that we need to certainly be aware of. Let's get past earnings news because you did talk about earnings earlier and go to supply of U.S. homes. Because to me... The supply is so critical, uh, and it's been so critical uh, during this real estate boom. So, Harry, for um, what we're seeing now is is slowing sales uh, throughout the country, and and the supply of U.S. homes on the market they didn't, in fact, increase for the first time in a long time during the month of June, and that's actually the first time in three years that we have seen that. Now, I know that. Well, you did the Zillow last week, so I won't ask you. I'll, I'll do no, it. No, that's okay. I okay. know it. Well, here's but, the key. 
even though the supply is is what it is and the rates are what they are and all these things we're talking about slowing down and whatnot prices have not been coming down is that counterintuitive i think they will they look they're they're not they're coming down in different in different parts of the country um pretty significantly those prices that have moved up the most are now coming down the fastest okay so we're, we're seeing that but we're not we're not necessarily seeing that here uh because i think we do have some supply uh supply some supply constraints yes at this we point do in time still s&p 500 so harry you know we always talk about the liquidity of the market we always talk about um the volatility in the market and if i were to tell you that as of last friday the s p actually did what i'll call a round trip it took 17 and a half months for us to get back to where we were at, and when we closed out on friday at 3863 on the s p can you imagine the trip that you traveled uh in that 17 and a half months and then when you kind of push that forward and you look at at um you know where are we going we're we going to get better in the third quarter i mean the s p from a total return basis harry first quarter of this year was down about 4.6 percent manageable reasonable second quarter down 16 percent. a lot of it coming during the month of june so off 20 percent plus mm-hmm. year to date uh that harry that's the first back-to-back down quarters that we have seen um you know since 2007 wow 2007 um so and in, in 2007 harry unfortunately we had suffered um six consecutive quarterly declines we don't have time to do this fairly but i've never seen on your agenda the words college debt better than expected in I think the whole 30-plus years we've done your program. Uh, I don't even know what that means. Well, what <laughs> maybe I should have rephrased it because what I was trying to say, Harry, is that there's 43 million Americans right now that have student loans. But of those 43 million, only 3 million owe over $100,000. Over $100,000. Wow. Well, you know, there's 32 million borrowers that owe less than $40,000. Wow, okay. So it's not, That's, you know... I get what you're saying. The debt is still there, but the amount of debt... I would have failed that test if you asked me those numbers. I thought many more people did. Great to be with you, Chuck. Harry, enjoy the rest of your week. You too, my Try friend. Try to watch some of the All-Star WBGG games. I will. Atlantic be safe. City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts... We are expecting from Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. It's six minutes past the hour, and I am pleased to announce, yes, there are a handful of doctors who still make house calls. One of them is Dr. Mark Newkirk. This is the Newkirk family, veterinarians, Dr. Mark Newkirk, twice monthly program that we do, typically on the first and the third. 
Tuesday of every month from 9.05 until 9.35. Dr. Newkirk and Newkirk Family Veterinarians are the official, the exclusive veterinarian for the Hurley in the Morning program and for the Hurley family. To not do as I say, but to do as I already do, simply call 609-645-2120, 609-645-2120 on the web at Newkirk Family Veterinarians. Dot com. More than four decades serving humans and your pets. Uh, they do a great job. And you'll, you'll love the uh, competency factor and just everything about the practice. And a reminder, uh, they really, you hear this expression that's overused, tools in the toolbox. They'll, they'll throw traditional medicine and surgery at your issue, holistic, alternative care, what Dr. Newkirk refers to as complementary medicine, sometimes both at the same time, uh, really um, elaborate and, and very successful in terms of what they do and how they do it. Doc, there is one big thing on my mind besides saying hello to you. Hello to you, Doc. Good morning and hello back to you. Thank you, sir. And we're going to be in a heat wave because, as you know, and most of our listeners know, when you have three consecutive days over 90 I'm also a big believer in remembering to remember to mention heat index is also a big factor. Maybe it's 90 or tomorrow it'll be 92 or one day 93. But if the heat index uh, is actually 100, uh, it's 100 degrees. You don't, you, it doesn't matter what the thermometer says if you have incredible uh, humidity. And we all see when we look at our weather forecasts, it might say... 79 degrees but feels like 84 or 85 so we have to pay attention to all of that don't we doc yeah we do um especially of course our dogs that are running around outside now obviously if they're just going out to go to the bathroom or something they're going to come in and, and they're going to be fine but the big thing for animals is if they're of course in your car and uh, if you are a bicyclist and you take the animals uh, out uh, for a run, uh, you know, remember that dogs cool themselves primarily through panting. Mm. They, they really don't have many sweat glands. So the problem is, is if that heat index is up around 100, the dog's breathing in hot air. Yes. And it's going to be very difficult for the dog to... to regulate its body temperature by breathing in hot air, of course, versus cool air. So uh, important to minimize uh, that kind of exercise uh, during this time of year. Certainly remember to carry water for the dog or extra water for the dog, uh, very important. And the other thing is, is, you know, that asphalt is hot. So even though the dog's pads are very tough, uh, it can certainly cause some burns on the feet and scrapes on the feet. So really slow down your exercise with the dogs if that's uh, who you are. And, uh, you know, go in the mornings or go after the sun is down so that hopefully, you know, it's not quite as hot. So, Doc, check this out. Uh, this has dramatically changed uh, since we signed on this morning. 92 will be, and I'm talking about the mainland, so it will be a bit cooler uh, along the coast, but it's still going to be a hot one. 92 is the high today. Tomorrow, 94. Thursday, 94. Friday, 94. 
Saturday, 95. Sunday, 95. These are the high temperatures. And Monday, 92. We're going to be 92 and above until a week from today. And there's not a drop of rain in the forecast until Monday, the 25th of July. And it's a 42% chance and just for one part of the day. Uh, wow. This this is the kind of thing. I, I talk about this a lot over the years, Doc, because you can take a hot day. And then if it gets cooler overnight, the, the heat will dissipate. If we have folks out there right now, Doc, without air conditioning, this, I believe, and especially for the elderly and for the pets and for the little ones, the very little ones, this is a potentially very unsafe six straight days that we're going to have. Yeah, it is. And remember, uh, some we have some people have the cats that go outside, and yeah. and while cats are pretty smart, then they'll find some shade and all. Uh, still, same thing. You know, if you can keep them in, uh, keep them in. And you know, it should go without saying, but unfortunately, it happens every year. Uh, don't take your dogs in the car. You leave a dog in the car and the windows are cracked or whatever, it's, that temperature heats up really, really fast. I mean, we all know it. We open the door and this blast of heat comes out yeah. at us. Um, and it's already happened once, I think, last month. It made the news and someone else left their kids in the car. And you, you think, uh, you know, how stupid can you be? Yep. But And remember to our listeners, Doc knows it all too well. That can go, you might have the air conditioning going, and it's beautiful in that car. It's, it's 65, 70 degrees in that car. You shut that car off on a sunny day, it can be 100 and some degrees in like 10, 15 minutes. It happens very quickly. Yeah, it does. And, and here again, as I said before, uh, very uh, the dogs need cooler air than their body temperature yeah. to regulate that. And now you've got... Uh, hot air and the dogs just uh, you know, they can't do it uh, we'll see brain damage we'll oh. see heart damage uh, you know it's it's terrible doc if we have listeners right now and their dogs are outdoor pets and you know people have outdoor cats uh they come and they feed like like on the porch or something they're just outdoor cats uh and you, you know this all too well and there's other people that keep dogs out and rabbits and all kinds of things. Imagine a rabbit, a poor rabbit in a hutch, just getting boiled uh, for six straight days with a hundred and some degree heat index. If you've got outdoor pets, you've got to regroup. I, I would say, you tell me if I'm right about this, Doc, you have to regroup effective immediately and they have to come in. Minimum, if you have an air conditioned garage or something, you got to change the plan, don't you, Doc? Or their pets could die over the next week. Yeah, they certainly could. Now, if a dog's been out and is conditioned to that, um, there's going to be less chance of a problem. And, you know, hopefully there's a good place for shade and, of course, uh, plenty of water. The the problem is, let's say we go to work and now that water, the dog drank the water in the first hour. Now we're seven hours without water. So this can certainly create a problem. And you're right, if you have a uh, maybe a garage, it's, it's always going to at least be cooler in that garage because it's out of the sun. Uh, you know, bring them in there or, you know, have them in the house during the day. Um, it's, it is obviously a big problem. Or if you can, 
you know, run a, a cord extension cord out there and have a fan running for them. You know, these are all things that help cool them down. Um, you know, if these animals are sort of stuck in a pen with no shade and maybe oh. just a small doghouse, it's it's going to really be potentially deadly. So, you know, just avoid those kinds of things and 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 have some sense about you and what's going on. You would know just as a human if you went out there for any length of time. I mean, you'll feel like you're melting after five minutes. Just imagine if you were out there. Some people have a stake in the ground and some long chain. And the, no, as Doc said, the shade is so important. It's shocking how many degrees cooler you you are under a canopy. As a, and that could be a tree as the canopy or or some you know, any way a gazebo or any way you know, to a big umbrella to get out of the sun. So important. Listeners have questions for Dr. Newkirk as well. 609-407-1450. And a reminder to make an appointment with Dr. Newkirk. Uh, very easy to do. Very professional office. 609-645-2120. And navigate from the website, Newkirk Family Veterinarians. Put it on your home screen of your phone and on your laptop, desktops, iPads, and so on. And it's a lot of great information, including the different times of year where Dr. Newkirk has specials on dental, on blood work, and things like that. Stuff you need to have done, so get it done when Dr. Newkirk is offering the, um, the very, very generous specials that he does. You're on the air with Dr. Newkirk. Go right ahead. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning. Hi, Doc. I got. Good morning. Uh, I've done a little research. Morning, Doc. Uh, I've done a little research, and the the it's fifty fifty. Shorten the hair or leave the hair alone on a dog. I have a golden doodle, uh. and you're talking about the heat. And now, some that fifty percent say no, 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 leave the dog's hair alone, and then other other the other fifty percent are saying shave the dog all the way down. What's your thought on that? Shave them down. There you go. That hair coat is a fur coat. It's hot. Um, this stuff about, oh, it insulates them from the heat. No. Um, <laughs> the only exception might be it might be a white dog that's going to have underlying pink skin, so it's going to be much more susceptible to sunburn. So for those dogs, then I have them shaved down and maybe leave like a half an inch of hair to just protect the skin from the sun. But uh, we shave down lots of animals here, especially if you remember our long hair cats. Um, I shave mine down every summer. She loves it. She's uh, much more comfortable. You know, they're getting that, uh, say they're laying on a cool piece of slate or something in the house, that, that coolness is going to go right to the skin. So, um, yeah, go ahead and shave them down. Okay. Well, thank you very much for the advice. Good call, Matthew. Have a good day. You got it. And you, you got you guys it. Have a good day. Be well, my friend. 609-407-1450. If you have a question for Dr. Newkirk, we will take the one and only break that we take during Newkirk Family Veterinarians presents Dr. Mark Newkirk right here, right now. And we will be back again if you have a question on air for Dr. Newkirk. He'll be here for about another 17, 18 minutes, whatever it takes. Uh, and you can always reach him, certainly in his team, at 609-645-2120. 609-645-2120. With Dr. Newkirk, I am Hurley in the morning. This 
is WPG Talk Radio 95.5, all because of you, South Jersey's number one talk station. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. uh, Thrilled to present Dr. Newkirk and also very happy to announce Dr. Newkirk will be with us this upcoming Tuesday. I missed the first Tuesday. I was away and Dr. Newkirk uh, is a great friend, and he's going to do next Tuesday, which will then bring us right into, believe it or not, Doc, This you realize this summer is already more than half over. Can you believe it? Oh, I know. It's just moving so fast. It's crazy. It's, it's just wild. So we're obviously doing Dr. Newkirk's program today. We will, we will be back next week, and then, of course, it will then be August, which is mind-blowing. Uh, and so we're going to have, um, he's going to be Pat Riley. He's going to be the three-peat. Uh, and don't use that uh, loosely because Riley has that, um, what's the word when you have a, he has a patent on three-peat. He created the term. Everybody thinks it's just something that's out there in the lexicon. Doc, this is not for extreme heat, but something that I used to do, we used to have rabbits because my daughters love rabbits. And then they loved that I would wind up having to care for them. So I developed this technique. It was really cool and very simple. Took like the large size uh, Ziploc bag, not the tiny little quart one. You could do it with that as well. But I took the bigger one and I filled it up with water, put it in the freezer. It would create the most beautiful block of ice. And the rabbits loved huddling up against that block of ice. And then for them... I mean, that's air conditioning. That's air cooling. Yeah, it's important uh, here again with any of these mammals. Uh, they, they're going to cool themselves by the cold air and or uh, getting up next to cold things. So, you know, it's a really excellent idea. And, they, you know, they're smart enough. If it's too cold, they'll move away. Exactly. But as you saw, most of the time, they're going to hang out on that cold yeah. uh, ice pack. And uh, you know, it's really a good idea. And it, surprisingly, even in very hot conditions, because we would always have the hutch, uh, as you always recommend it, in the shade, uh, it, the ice hung in there for hours. And it really was a great way because uh, if you have a rabbit in a hutch, I mean, you, you can't. It's cruel. You can't just leave them where they can't. It had an area. It was a good size hutch, but still, there, there, you, you know, there used to be an out and being free and all that. Um, so they had a little house in there, and then they had the outdoor area that was still with a cover over the top. But you, you know how those hutches that have like an interior area that's out of the elements and then the other part of the cage, which is open, but has a roof on it. So the ice was huge. So if you're just joining the program, please listen to the podcast uh, later today. Usually the podcast is up not long after we sign uh, sign off at 10.06. Give it a little bit of time. And then you can click on today's episode because Dr. Newkirk gave great advice, medical advice, in dealing with the heat. 
Does anything change in terms of feeding your pets when it's this hot out? No, not really. Um, more so in the cold weather, so because they're burning calories. And in fact, many animals don't eat very much this time of year. Just like you or I, if we're outside, and you know, a lot of times we're just we just want to drink something cool. We don't yeah. want to really be eating. So, um, but yeah, the water and the ice is just really, really important. You're listening to Dr. Mark Newkirk to make an appointment with Newkirk family veterinarians and the Dr. Newkirk team. Simple to do. 609-645-2120. How many times a year, Doc, um, should folks be doing things like getting blood work done, uh, the dental checkup, and maybe sometimes there's actually has to be a dental procedure if some teeth have gone bad and you have to pull them or whatever. Uh, and some of the other uh, things that you do, I always talk to people that ask me off air, you, you just want to make sure you, you, you get in there when you're supposed to. And, and don't, don't just make it when your pet is sick because it's such a disadvantage. You know, Dr. Newkirk could get a baseline uh, on your pet when your pet is just doing beautiful. You know, we all go, our health insurance covers in almost all cases, not all, but in most all cases, a one-year, a once-a-year annual physical. Uh, so talk about the different things that folks should do and when they should be doing them. Uh, excellent. Yeah, we'll do that. Let me segue into the topic of insurance there. Yeah. Because the biggest concern we see on a daily basis is the financial when an animal is sick or even when the animals come in for a well visit and then we're going to suggest a blood pump, uh, then sometimes financially it becomes a problem. But the pet insurance is a really, really great thing. It's it's pretty cheap, depending on your dog or cat and what the what the issues are. But you know now we can do CT scans, we can do MRIs, uh, we can do all kinds of, of fancy bone surgery, and the only detriment uh, or, or uh, hesitancy by humans is the money. And so if you sort of spend a little bit every day, you know, maybe five bucks a day or whatever it is on pet insurance, and then when an $8,000 bill shows up, then the majority of that's going to be taken care of. Doc, are you surprised? I don't know, but you do know. We know in the human world, you know, what percentage of uh, folks are uninsured or underinsured. Are you surprised that perhaps more people don't have the pet insurance? We've done, I think, a good job on your show over many years together explaining how valuable that is because these these huge expenses can just they can pop up with no warning and then if you don't have the 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 reserves in order to be able to handle it it's a very stressful family uh moment of truth the pet insurance is a fantastic option isn't it yeah, it really is, and um, I think the issue is is that either a, you know, it's another expense that many people just decide doesn't fit into their budget, um, or you know, it's just not in the forefront forefront of your brain. Uh, like certainly with, with us humans, we we just automatically say, oh yeah, I gotta have health insurance somewhere, uh, and it really should be the same for animals. You know, we just had an animal in the other day with a history of 
some liver problems and electrolyte problems. And I said, listen, we really need to check this blood. It's been too long. And she said, I, I just can't afford it. And he, quote, seems to be good, unquote. And, you know, we talked about seems to be good doesn't mean we are good. And, you know, secondly, you know, what some of the things she can do, there's care credit and there's scratch pay, for example. Uh, but it's a financial hardship many times. So, um, and I think it's just not on the forefront of people's minds. And you can go online and compare the programs. You know, there are some that are just major medical. There are some that cover regular office visits, uh, that kind of thing. And uh, I know most of my staff here, even though, I do things at a discounted rate. A lot of them have pet insurance because uh, it 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 just covers the rest of it. Yeah. So, uh, really, really, really good idea to check that out. And would you agree? Much more affordable than maybe folks would realize. It, it is. It really is. When you sit down and, and take a look at it, and especially if you get it when there are puppies and kittens, so before they have any uh, comorbidities, uh, you know, then it's really, really cheap. Uh, and by the way, that's only fair, just like in the human world. I mean, if you, you know, you pay more later, uh, it's that's only fair because that's obviously later in life is when you need insurance the most and you use it the most. Yeah, exactly. So, so we try to encourage it with all the new puppies and kittens that come in, um, and then certainly with um, you know, we're we're talking about it all the time. But yeah, it's a very small percentage of people who have it, and uh, I think that's a darn shame. It's it's always heart wrenching when we have animals come in that potentially I know that perhaps I could help with proper testing and proper diagnosis, but. Yeah. Uh, there's no money, and the, it just really becomes um, a heartbreak in some situations. Doc, we're allegedly in the two-minute row here, but if you take a few more minutes in that, uh, nobody is going to get hurt. Uh, I want to I give you the opportunity, in a perfect world, somebody listening right now, what would be the perfect strategy in terms of caring for your pet? Let's just say it's a dog. could be a cat, but let's just say it's a dog. What would be the perfect world scenario of coming to Newkirk X number of times to do these certain things each and every year? Put it out like it's on a spreadsheet. Got it. So certainly once a year we should be screening all dogs for heartworm and tick diseases. Uh, there are three major tick diseases in this area, and of course Lyme being one of them. Uh, but these can be inside the dog and brewing uh, so to speak, before you see any signs at all, and the same with the heartworms. So we should test these guys once a year. Uh, we probably find a positive tick disease uh, infected dog at least once a week. Uh, so that's significantly a lot of dogs. Um, and the heartworm. Uh, so that's number one. And the stool samples, dogs are outside and they can pick up internal parasites. There are actually five kinds of intestinal parasites, and you can only see two with the naked eye. So the fact that it's, oh, I don't see any worms, doesn't mean that they're not there. 
And then considering the, the age of the dog, we would, of course, want to see the dog more. And then the size of the dog, because they, of course, age much faster. So let's say a Great Dane at age eight is going to be equal to uh, a Yorkie at age 15. So this is a dog that should have um, uh, routine blood work to look at liver and kidneys and pancreas and things like that to pick up diseases uh, hopefully early. Um, and then also we see a lot, of course, the big dogs have the arthritis, hip dysplasia, that kind of thing. And so some of my, some of those patients come in for chiropractic, for example, and they come in once a month. So um, the formula does become skewed, so to speak, with the size of the dog, age of the dog, and, and the more chronic the disease, such as arthritis, hip dysplasia, the more we tend to see them. But there are things we can do, and especially with alternative medicine, you know, chiropractic laser therapy, um, we do aquapuncture where we inject homeopathic remedies for arthritis in and around the joints, which really helps a lot. So, um, Definitely the biggest thing is, is the blood testing and, and screening and to see what's going on inside. It's dogs and cats and people can look wonderful on the outside, but on the inside, you know, things are going bad. Doc, uh, phenomenal uh, information. And just a reminder, if you put Dr. Newkirk's uh, app on your phone and the website on your different digital devices, computers, and so forth, uh, you'll always know we do. I, I want to say we do a good job in terms of promoting all month when Dr. Newkirk is doing dental, when he's doing blood work. And these are all really important things and they're things you're going to need to do. So you should schedule them. This is why I really wanted to bring this out this morning on Doc's show as a point of emphasis. Schedule these things. Doc is very consistent about having these different programs all throughout the year. And I know it sounds like obvious, Doc, but when you're having the dental special, isn't that a great time for folks to do dental? And when you're doing the blood work, a great time to do blood work because you are putting a, a, a typically a very nice discount uh, for the service. Yeah, and February is National Dental Month, and it's it's voluntary for veterinarians to participate in it, uh, but it's so successful uh, that we added a second one in September, so of course that's coming. And we do a 20% off for that particular month um, only. The My idea is, again, we talked about people with the financial concerns, Dental disease is rampant, especially in our smaller dogs. And so um, it's, you know, this is an involved thing. The dog, of course, is not going to sit back in a chair and put some headphones on and open its mouth for you. They, they have to be anesthetized and the teeth are being pulled. And so it, it's a big deal and it, it can be expensive. Uh, but it's such an important thing for the health of the animal that twice a year we do this particular special um, and you know get some of these animals done. It's just really important. It surely is. T- uh, terrific visit, Doc. It was uh, really enlightening in many ways. 609-645-2120 to make an appointment with Dr. Mark Newkirk and his team at Newkirk Family Veterinarians on the web. Same name, Newkirk 
familyveterinarians.com. If I've inspired you to call Doc, please tell him that. And Doc, great to visit with you, and we will catch you one week from today. All right, and take care now. You too, my friend. Stay cool and be well. It's 38 minutes past the hour. It is your turn to play. Open Forum begins right now. We're going to go to break, and we'll come right back to your calls at 609-407-1450. I hope you'll check in. I know that we've dropped a bunch of calls today. It just couldn't be helped. 609-407-1450. This is Early in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 43 minutes past the hour. 609-407-1450 and open phone line. Wide open forum. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Harry. Good morning. Hey, um, I just want to talk about the COVID, that people, some things people don't know about it. Yeah, sure. Okay, the couple of things that we do know is in 2016, Team Fauci, working at the University of North Carolina, they manipulated a benign COVID germ into a weapon. The research was handed over to the Chinese. In 2019, it gets loose. Now, the whole premise of this was not to release an airborne germ that's going to kill a population in the entire world. The whole premise was to get people to roll up their sleeves. Now, how do you do that? It's called fear. Now, what happened was, I want people to think back in their memories. Italy, 15,000 elderly killed from COVID in the early stages. Well, those people in Italy that found this kind of odd. What happened under their discovery was the government of Italy told the hospitals, clear out all your senior patients, get them in the nursing homes. We're going to need the bed space. When they put them in the nursing homes, they had up until a certain day, certain time, which everybody obeyed, they were transferred to the nursing homes. The nursing homes were given orders by the government. We want you to keep these people comfortable. We want you to give them idazolon, a 2.0 measurement, and morphine mix. Now, before, right the day before that, the accepted level on midazolam was 0.5. They jacked it to 2.0, plus they put a morphine in. They were told, and everybody obeyed in their nursing homes, no resuscitation. Those 15,000 people were euthanized to get the fear. Okay, now we come to America. You can't do the same exact thing. You've got to switch it up a little bit. So what they did here was, Clear all the seniors out of the hospitals, get them into the nursing homes. We have a test. We have a PCR test. We can determine if these people have COVID or not. The man who invented the PCR test said, you cannot use this test because it can give you any answer you want, depending how many cycles you run through it. This is bogus. This is a fraud. They silenced him. I think they might have killed him. Anyhow, so they're in nursing homes. They've determined to have COVID. What is the only solution here? Remdesivir and ventilators. They knew when they, remdesivir was rolled out years before to fight another one of Fauci's pandemics, and it killed half the people instantly that they was administered to. So you have all the people here, all the seniors in the nursing homes getting remdesivir and ventilators. The doctor said minimum 88% of the people that died was from the remdesivir 
and the ventilators. Now, the beauty of remdesivir for the team Fauci... By, by the way, the ventilators, the reason so many people died from the ventilators, they, they, they didn't get put on them until like a last resort, and it just blew them up. Uh, I know someone very well that um, basically uh, was just crushed by the ventilator, killed him. Uh, he was not doing well beforehand. And it was a last resort kind of thing. I want to throw in one thing, because some of your stuff, I think a lot of people are like, this guy's Looney Tunes, you know, just out of his mind. Uh, Dr. Burks, who towed the company line, and it wasn't the Trump line, it was the company line, and sort of danced on the head of a pin with not irritating President Trump as much as Fauci did. I kind of liked Burks. But I I knew that there was deception going on. She admitted over the past several days that this was engineered, that it happened in China. This was not organic. She said nothing that happens naturally or organically uh, is ready to go the way this thing was. This was clearly engineered in that Institute of Wuhan Institute of Virology. I, I have always believed that China didn't intend they tend to use it at some point they made it to to have it but i think it got out of there uh by sloppiness they got crushed by it and they decided nope we're not reporting this to the world uh because we're going to be destroyed if we do the rest of the world would have just isolated china and they would have they would have been demolished so china knew how infectious this would be so then they equalized the whole world by infecting the entire world. A lot of people didn't realize so many different places that have regular contact with China and just free travel all over the world, normal travel on planes and such. You didn't have to do anything. It would just happen. Some of your um, senior facility stuff, I don't totally agree with the way that you put it, but there is no question that multiple states, we should have learned when Washington State had the first senior living facility demolish all those people. How did Cuomo and then also New Jersey and elsewhere, how did they go about this thing of doing the same thing, putting infected people with COVID in places that didn't have proper ventilation and all of that? So I don't know if you agree with what I'm saying. I don't agree with everything you're saying, but I agree with a lot of it. Uh, somewhere, you know, there is the truth on this. But we were lied to for years. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, and to also our caller, who I believe is Al, don't forget that the media in the beginning, before they wanted to sick this on Trump and stick it to Trump to get him out of office, they all, I could play, I used to play it all the time in a loop. You would have all these uh, media people, Democrat media people, all of them, saying the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus. Then all of a sudden, they didn't want it to be. They were all in the same, you know, cahoots. They wanted it to be that this thing happened in some wet market. Uh, Bat transferred it. Bull. Uh, The truth wasn't allowed to be the truth because they came after Trump and then they called Trump a racist. They called it the Chinese virus, the Wuhan virus. And these other iterations, they weren't racist, but Trump was, of course. So this thing was whipped up in China. China knew it 
got out. They got demolished with it. And then they go, went and crushed the entire world with it. They didn't have to do anything. Like some people think they sent people out to, to go every state, every country. No, they didn't have to do anything other than the normal travel of people coming into China and then people going out of China around the world. And then it, it just completely affected the, uh, the entire world the way that it did. So between your narrative and mine, are you buying into anything that I've said? No, very little, because it wasn't about the flu. It was about getting the serum in the arm of the people. Now, when the people went and got the remdesivir, it shuts down your kidneys. And then the, then these people like Fauci and the rest of them, Bricks and the rest of them, could say, well, the, the kidneys shut down. What happens was all the fluid gathers in your body, into your lungs. And they say, oh, look, it's COVID pneumonia. Get them on the ventilators. No, this was a genocide. And they, 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 they euthanized everybody, those 75,000 people that died here, the senior citizens, and they were murdered. And this is all about getting the, their, their, all their sleeves. I'll pull you back another day and tell all you right. the truth. I, I'm not buying what you're selling. Uh, you're way out. You're way out there with this. I think a lot of people do believe that. I'm not one of them. Uh, and keep in mind, I, I'm, I'm always up. I talk to our... Uh, conspiratorium flash about this all the time i'm up for a good conspiracy this is too far though it's an i don't believe it's about what you said and keep in mind although the deaths in nursing homes uh were significant go get the number of nursing home deaths it, it certainly isn't at the level that that would support what you're talking about in terms of sticking people with remdesivir uh and not everybody took remdesivir uh, th- there were different um, courses depending on what wave we were in. Uh, for example, in the Delta wave, uh, I don't know of really anybody that was taking remdesivir, but they were taking monoclonal antibodies. And I can tell you from a uh, very close person that I know, they went from 80-some percent blood oxygen level back to 96 within a remarkably short period of time. So we got better with the therapeutics with this. You're, you're, um, you are way, way far out there with this theory that I don't, I, when some of it is, is I think rational and believable, but some of it is so far out there that you're almost on an island with very few people, I think. It's way out there. I think my, my uh, theory on all this is exactly what happened. It happened. Do we, do, not that we have to agree on anything. We could just have a, a glorious, spectacular split decision. But do you believe that COVID-19 was engineered in the Wuhan Institute of Virology? Do you, do you acknowledge that or not even that? Oh, yeah. Okay. So we do have points of agreement. That's where it started. Do you believe that China did it to infect the world? Uh, because obviously they've paid a heavy price. It never made any sense to me that they would want to do this because they're, they have so much population, they would get crushed the worst, and their vaccine sucks. And so their people have have had a hell of a time with this, and they've they've done quarantines many more times than we have. So my theory is they whipped it up to have a very powerful biological weapon that would wreck people, and it, and it did. And that it got out of there by accident, and then they infected the world on purpose. That just seems very logical to me. 
Okay, couple couple points that you're. Well, making. hold on. I've got I've got to get the break in. Hold on. We won't wait till the next time you call. We'll get it in this time. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five South Jersey's Talk Station. Com. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Bum, 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 I miss my baby, someone stole my baby. By the way, my baby is my landscaping truck that was literally stolen from a job site. Baby, won't you please come home? Owning a small business isn't always as lovely as it sounds, but with 30-plus customizable coverage options, Progressive Commercial keeps your business humming along. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. I love my sweetheart. By the way, that's my riding lawnmower. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Coverage and discounts not available for all vehicles or states. Policy terms and conditions apply. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's heroes. These heroes need your help. That's Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families with young children, our nation's most catastrophically injured first responders and veterans, and even our homeless service members. Help these heroes now. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T. 2t.org. That's T, the number two, t.org. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at three. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, Sean Hannity. Just a few clicks away from 10 o'clock, and we're going to get back to our gentleman caller. If you missed any of this, check it out on the podcast later today. Uh, we've been having a wide ranging discussion about the COVID-19, the origin of it and some of the other aspects uh, about it. We'll come back to that in just a moment. Uh, It is my distinct honor and privilege to welcome John and Jay Hellman back home. They are visiting this week from Atlanta. Now, they are longtime residents of Margate, obviously Atlanta County. Uh, John and Jay, if you're listening, uh, Chuck Malamut and I, and I know you know Chuck and Henry Doc Hornbustle uh, from years and years and years ago. Chuck sent you guys uh, great wishes as well. In advance of their August birthday, where they're going to, the twins, and I'm a twin, they're going to turn 70. We wish you happy birthday in advance of that. And uh, Janet reached out to me quite a while ago. And so we always knew that on this day and right at 10 o'clock that I would be making a special on-air shout-out uh, for John and Jay Hellman. Again, they're they're in Hotlanta now, but they spent many, many years right here in the area. And I know a lot of people listening know the Hellman brothers, know their old landscaping business. Uh, the moment I brought you guys up to Chuck, Chuck immediately talked about uh, time that you all spent together with Doc. And we just want to welcome you to the area. John and Jay are here with a number of uh, family members, children, and grandchild. I was going to say grandchild, grandchildren, plural. Uh, and we saw everybody a couple of nights ago, and it was really uh, my pleasure. So happy birthday in advance, and have a great rest of your time here uh, in the uh, Atlanta County area. Uh, special shout out for John and Jay Hellman on the Hurley in the Morning program. Okay, you were about to say, go. Okay, Harry. Yeah. Um, President Trump gets sick. Dr. Zelenko treats him with hydroxychloroquine. Cabinet members, people in government and their families get sick. They get treated like hydroxychloroquine. By, by the way, Trump did take hydroxychloroquine, and they didn't recommend it. He took it because he wanted to, but he also took remdesivir. You are aware of that, correct? 
I'm not sure on that. Well, I'm telling you, I am sure. They threw everything at him. He took remdesivir. Uh, I think he took monoclonal antibodies. Uh, I believe he did a regimen of antibiotics, zinc, a lot of vitamins, and who knows what else would be available that we don't even know about. They threw everything at him, but including remdesivir. I'll tell you what was pretty remarkable. He recovered for his age and everything else. And at that point in time, that was a very virulent, tough, tough strain. It wasn't one of these more weaker ones where you have basically, you know, lighter symptoms and some people don't even know they've had it at all. I thought he recovered remarkably from that. It was like the common cold, but people with... Uh, no, no, no. It wasn't the common cold. He got his ass beat with that. What are you talking about? I, do you know anybody that's died from COVID-19? Do you know anybody? Yes. Okay. Yes. So was there it... People that died well, from... You know, you know... I know somebody that was just a fitness freak. The youngest 79-year-old that I've ever known in my life, like a teenager would walk at a clip that would have you probably gasping, and I'm not saying that as an insult to you, carrying, I believe it was at least a five or so pound dumbbell in each hand, and and COVID-19 demolished him in a couple of weeks. This was not a cold. COVID-19 is not a cold. If you have the wrong blood type, if you have the wrong uh, whatever, things I'm not qualified to say, the wrong makeup, it absolutely still even demolishes people. Now, look, we'll have a hundred and some thousand people now a day test positive, and who knows how many people aren't testing. It's many, many more people. So many people are infected and we never even know about it, but only like a couple hundred people are dying. So it now is in the um, in the stage where it's not, in my estimation, it's not pandemic, it's endemic. But COVID-19 is not a cold. And our caller hung up. Uh, by the way, that's gutless. I was giving you, I mean, you did a narrative that part of it was as kooky as anything I've ever heard. And I gave you a lot of respect and a lot of time. You need to have the guts to stay on with me. If I'm going to challenge you, I'm going to challenge you with facts. If it's my opinion, I will tell you it's my opinion. But I have watched a number of people go from perfect health, no really signs of comorbidities at all, to absolutely demolished within two to four weeks. And and it's two to four weeks of the worst. Nobody listening would ever want to go through it. Gasping to breathe as it destroys the lung tissue. And does all these things that it does. COVID-19 is is real. Many people do very well with it. I'm very blessed to say I, I, I escaped it for 806 days. And about one month ago, I got it. And Margie and I did very, very well with it. We're, we're a couple of the lucky ones. We were walking five, seven miles a day, uh, three weeks after COVID-19 infection. But this is a different strain now. And the ones that were happening back then were extremely, extremely challenging for those 
that had the wrong blood type, that had comorbidities. And in some cases, we don't know why. Uh, you shouldn't have hung up. You're always welcome to call back. 